Hey everyone, Ben here with a quick interruption before we get into today's episode to let you know that we have been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. Yippee! That is very, very exciting. We are actually incredibly honoured and excited to have that nominee. And you, the listener, yes, the very person that is listening to this right now can help us win a Sports Podcast Award and get us on the podium for once rather than always being off the podium. To do so, head to sportspodcastawards.com. Dot com, register to vote, click on the Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast category where you can then vote for us to win. Now, you will have to listen to the other nominees as well, but let's be honest, you know you're going to vote for us because you're listening to our show today, which means we know you like us and we'd very much appreciate the vote in advance. Sportspodcastawards.com, that's how you do it, and we thank you in advance. And everybody who votes for us, we promise to thank you in our acceptance speech should we win. Right now, I'm going to shut up, play some music, and then you're going to hear me talk again as we get into today's episode of Off the Podium. Enjoy. Yeah, hey, so you've made us all proud. What a magnificent achievement. Um, two fucking gold medals. <laughs> no, two medals. Oh, it's always a risk, wasn't it? Yeah. It's always a risk. <laughs> They're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Torvald and Christopher Dean. Alex Philodeau. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes! Sally Stegel, 132.67 has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 up. You beauty! On the ice for the Gimlet. The Gimlet scoping! These gold of games have their crowning moments. It is off the podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you once again for another Beijing Daily Recap. Day 11 of Beijing 2022. Just in case you thought you were tuning in to our Day 11 Recap of Beijing 2008, that is available on Off the Podium Archives, coming soon to a server near you and it's a massive only day only if you pay us or vote for us in the sports podcast awards <laughs> at sportpodcastawards.com uh massive massive day particularly for canada it's happened everybody it has finally happened the day of celebration that canada have been waiting all olympics for finally finally they've broken the drought 11 bronze medals at an Olympics. It's finally been achieved. Canada are finally Oh, that's where we were going with it. The massive double digit, the, the, the great record that they've been striving for for so long. After all these nearly 100 years of Winter Olympic histories, they've finally won 11 bronze medals at an Olympic Games. Oh, and they also won another gold today, which was nice. That was good for them. Good for Canada. Um, but a, a great day for Canada, a great day for the world, and a great day for Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back. Uh, how's the golden bronze day for Canada? You did it. You won a gold medal again, finally. You're ahead of Australia again. Congratulations. We didn't. Don't we feel bad for Max Perot that he was the lone gold medalist for 10 days and now he's always going to be remembered as the guy who broke the bronze record. <laughs> yeah. Poor Max Perot. Forget <laughs> that he's our gold medalist for 11 days standing. Uh, but uh, exciting. I'm actually watching 
uh, for the third time now already, <laughs> the gold medal win. It only happened a couple hours ago. So it's crazy how much TV coverage they're giving us. This, of course, came in the women's team pursuit in speed skating. And it was an interesting one because uh, they're up against Japan in the final, the reigning champions. Japan looked like they were going to win. Canada were coming back, coming back, mm-hmm. coming back. And Japan fell over and crashed. And Canada won. So Canada <laughs> won in the most Canadian way possible. By default. somebody else crashing out. Yes, they, they the did a Bradbury. Most, the two most beautiful <laughs> words in English language, default. Default, yes. And also uh, a fairly average Canadian band. Uh, I was going to say well, decent, but no. Uh, uh, there's a Canadian band called Default? Oh, you don't know Default? They were they were quite big. They 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 piggybacked Clearly, off huge. of nickel they piggybacked off of Nickelback's success. Uh wow. and were were quite huge at least in Canada and America for for one whole album. Um and then they kind of faded into obscurity. And they literally called themselves Default. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. They they um Sitting around all this time going, well, like, oh, hey, what are we going to call our band, eh? Like, oh, I don't know, what's not some default name? Oh, let's just call ourselves Default, eh? All right, yeah! Um, and, wow, what? give us the name of a song by default. Is it called, like, Mediocre or something like that? Or, uh, you know, wasting My vanilla? Time, actually, was their big one. <laughs> wow. Huge. Massive. Which part of the country were they from? Saskatchewan or something like that? Or Oh, no. BC, so um, oh, typical. I mean, <laughs> you can understand. <laughs> One of them. Oh gosh, don't I know about all those BC people? You know, <laughs> don't get me started on that. But um, so Avani blowed blowed in Valerie. Thank you, Valerie in. That one, Valerie Malte, Maltese, Maltese. That one, and Isabel Wiedemann, who gets her third medal of the games. So. Um, they took the gold ahead of Japan, and we should mention uh, also ahead of the Netherlands, Irene Vust, uh, the goat. Are we allowed to say that? Yes, we are for Irene. Uh, she gets her second medal of the games. But um, yeah, I mean, was this one that was expected for Canada to mm. to medal in, or is this a surprise? Uh, medal. I think the the gold was definitely a bit of a surprise. Uh, but uh, I think the more interesting thing about it is this this team, the the three women, uh, they all kind of set their own individual records here. I mean, Avani has uh, competed. This is her third Olympics, and it's the first medal she's ever won, despite being one of the best we have. Um, Valerie is actually one of the uh, the only Canadians to ever now medal in both short and long track speed skating. Uh, she switched over for these Olympics. And, uh, of course, Isabel now joins the, uh, the three-peat club, um, uh, along with people like Kim and uh, Cindy Clausen and um, uh, Charles Amlin. So uh, a, a lot of uh, records being broken by this team. And and I have to say, I mean, I'm in a way, I'm a little bit disappointed that it had to be by Japan wiping out. I mean, it was very exciting watching is you know, one of the best things about team pursuit is, you know, you don't have that chaos of, uh, Oh, they're just passing each other on the track and this person's falling because they got too close. I mean, there's more than enough room. So really every team runs their own race. If Japan falls, it's obviously Japan's fault. Nobody could have bumped them, but you get to watch the, the time get closer and closer. So when they went from, uh, I think with like two laps to go uh, eight tenths of a second down to three tenths of a second with like, you know, uh, one lap to go, I'm like, Oh, this might be possible. Unlikely, but might be possible. Uh, and then to have it be because Japan wiped out a little bit disappointing, but still it's a gold medal. We'll take it. Well, I think um, both uh, Scott McGrory and Stephen Braver were saying in our commentary that they were like, look, we think that Canada were going to catch them anyway. Uh, so it kind really? of... Really? 
Yes, they they were pretty confident that was going to happen. But it it does remind me a lot of the cycling team pursuit in the Summer Olympics. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of very, <clears throat> excuse me, similar to that. But um, yeah, great result for for Canada to get that. And in all seriousness, like. <coughs> I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but it would be interesting to see kind of what the biggest drought is for Canada in between like gold medals at a at an Olympics like this. So what you got gold with Max on day three, was it not? So eight days basically mm-hmm. it took you. How many days did it take? It didn't take about a week in Vancouver to finally get one. Like I it think was it was a, yeah, it was a while, wasn't it? I think it was a week. Um, so this probably has uh, broken that now. Which, uh, I mean, is, again, I know I keep asking this every single day and you're just very Canadian, like, no, we don't care. Uh, but, like, is it now something where Canada's like, hey, we finally won this second gold? So, you know, is it something that you're a little bit happier with? I, I haven't been able to see the reactions yet. I mean, so this is the downside about living in North America and watching Olympics from Asia uh, is that I can watch however long I can stay awake for, which last night was not very long. I was pretty tired. Uh, and then when we're recording this at six o'clock in the morning, it just comes down to, I had a coughing fit at four 30 in the morning and I had time to catch up on um, uh, the downhill and the big air and the big air was the one I, I would have skipped easily skipped the big air. Um, Cause I have more complaints about that, but uh, that was the one I thought we had the best chance in. Uh, so when we were getting ready to record, it was literally down to, I have just enough time to see whether we win the gold here and then immediately shut it off, run downstairs. So I haven't seen any reactions yet, but, but going into this still not a lot of talk about, Oh, we have to win another gold. There, there's really been no mention of it all, but you put it in my mind. So I was thinking about this. So when Max ended up in the silver position, when he had his second jump and I'm like, Oh, he's in the silver position. I'm like, Oh, Ben, you did it again. <laughs> if you just keep your mouth shut, Canada and the world would be in a much better position. It's actually really interesting because I brought it up today at work. I said, at one, this is before the, the women had won the gold. I said, like, yeah, Canada's only won the one gold. And everyone's like, oh, really? Canada's only won one gold? Like, that, that doesn't seem right. Like, everybody was actually kind of, everyone's like, oh, Australia's won as many gold as Canada. Ooh. Yeah. But, New um, Zealand. I mean, I'm just, well, oh, Jesus, aren't we glad that they only got a silver today? Um, but I actually, so looking at your gold at recent Olympics, so the last time you didn't win double-digit gold was Turin when you won seven. I know we don't talk about Turin, um, but you got to go back to Lillehammer was the last time you got below five. You got three in Lillehammer, uh, two in Alberville, none in Calgary, two in Sarajevo, none in Lake Placid, one in Innsbruck. So you actually go back um, <clears throat> sort of pre-Nagano. Uh, you, you, you only average about one or two. I mean, obviously, a lot more events have been added to the Winter Olympics, of course, Post it's 94. freestyle skiing. That's that's what's giving Canada the goals. Yeah, but it, like it's it's it is interesting to look at. Kind of again, we talked about this the other day. So it's always that post success you have after hosting an Olympics. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you again, as you've talked about before, though, if you look at total medals, um, I mean, every year since the Lillehammer, you've double digited. Um, so you've already won more medals than Lillehammer and Nagano. You won as many as you had in Salt Lake City. Uh, which is the last time you won below 20. You've got a guarantee medal coming in women's ice hockey. Um, so you're going to be on at least 18. Um, so you'd expect to get to 20, which is on track to what you've had really every single Olympic since Turin. It's just, mm-hmm. unfortunately, this time around, you keep winning bloody bronzes. So um, no mean feat in winning bronzes. We always say in the Summer Olympics, that's Canadian Canada gold. So... You know, it's just you're better in summer sports now, Colin. I'm, this is literally looking like you're going to win more gold in Tokyo. 
which it's crazy to think that, isn't it? The fact that you got seven gold in Tokyo. Yeah, mm. I don't think you get the seven gold in Beijing. This, is this going to be the first time? Uh, no, it won't be the first time you've won more gold in a summer than a winter. We just established you used to only win like zero gold back in the day. But I mean, I guess in modern times, like that's, that's a pretty big deal. So well done, Canada. Um, good job there. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, though, just with Irene Wust, with her 13th medal overall at the Olympics today. She now is equal with the great Oli Ina Bjorn Dahlen of Norway, the biathlete, um, on 13 medals. She's got one more event to go, Irene. She's got the 10,000 metres. She wins that. She will become the second most decorated Winter Olympian. I mean, she already is equal second most uh, decorated Winter Olympian of all time, but she will go out on top with 14, only one below Marit Bjorgen, the Norwegian cross-country skier. So, um, iconic for Irene to go with that one. Um, I mean, we've talked a lot about overusing the word goat, but I'm pretty sure we can say that about Irene. Uh, obviously and we haven't given her Olympics. the Daily Daily yet, right? No, we haven't. We haven't. Um, Do we want to hold out? Well, I don't know, because today I'm, I'm, I'm pretty strong for one today. Um, but, uh, I mean, we should also mention just on records, uh, a big... Big sucker for records. Um, today also we had another record in terms of multiple medals uh, won uh, and that uh, came with our beloved French uh, biathlete who we spoke about the other day uh, when he, we gave him the Daily Dale uh, and now, of course, uh, he got his fifth medal today, Quinton Fillion Malay. France got silver in the relay today, so he's now won five medals at these Olympics, uh, which means he has joined a very elite club of Winter Olympians to win five medals at the one Olympics. He's the first biathlete to ever win five medals at a single Olympics. So uh, congratulations to Quinton Filon Millet. Thank you, Ben. The first French Winter Olympian to win five medals at a single Olympics. You, I mean, the first French Winter Olympian here. for Ben to speak uh, positively on, too. <laughs> first French person in general for Ben to speak ever positive <laughs> on. Let's be honest. Um, him and Gerard Depardieu, what a man. Um, Eric Eric Hyden, uh, looking at some of the names here. Marit Bjorgen, we've mentioned Irene Wust, uh, all of one five. Cindy Clarkson, five at an Olympics. Uh, so. Uh, there are some of the great names that he has joined there. So um, a potential for our athlete of the games there. Uh, somebody, I, again, I don't know if he's making any news in Canada. Uh, not really making a lot of news here. But um, no. again, it's just like we don't really talk much about these European athletes who are doing <laughs> these sports that none of us really give a shit about. But uh, congratulations. But we do because <laughs> he do. was the athlete of the day for us. Exactly, exactly. Um, the other medal we should talk, mention, Mr. Parrot got another medal today. Um, he got bronze in the uh, big air. Um, how's Canada reacting to, to Max getting his second medal today? I mean, probably not as strongly as they are for the, the women's team pursuit team, uh, but uh, still it's exciting. What I think is better than this medal itself is how much Canada just seems to love Max Perot, like absolutely love. Like I would be at this point shocked if he wasn't our uh, closing ceremony flag bearer. Uh, and I think this country would revolt if he wasn't our closing ceremony flag bearer. Over like, Isabel? Yeah, well, they're going to, I mean, they could do two, right? But uh, I, I think yeah. Max is the guy that everybody's gotten behind. Um, there's already, uh, I saw it because the Deferla Point sisters shared it, but there's already this um, award being given out for most inspirational moment of the games. Uh, and Justine Deferla Point is up for it <laughs> for uh, finishing her sister. <laughs> exactly for the greatest hug in the history of the Olympics. Uh, but um, 
Max Perot is like going to walk away with that. I mean, Canada is in love with this man uh, and so good in the interviews too. I mean, I, I think a, a lot of the Canadians that are getting the most attention are the ones who actually like Justine de Frillipoint or like uh, Lawrence Debre, Debre, who we mentioned the other day, who are coming up just short and really just being classy with, uh, with how they're handling it. But Max Perot being a guy who's not coming up short and being just as classy handling. And I mean, this country is in love with that man. Well, speaking of being in love, uh, probably the opposite end of it. Mark McMorris was 10th. <laughs> um, Darcy Sharp was 12th. How are people reacting to dear old triple bronze medalist Mark Mo- McMorris? You think that's how he gets introduced at parties? Ladies and gentlemen, triple <laughs> bronze medalist Mark McMorris. <laughs> I mean, he's he's the the funny thing is he's the old guy. Uh, they mentioned that last night. You, it's funny ever since you you had brought up. Uh, they always bring up the male athlete's age. I'm like, yeah, they kind of do uh, because he was identified as the oldest guy there, 28 years old. Uh, I mean, it's three Olympics. I think Canada's already gotten over his bit of a crybaby fit he had about the judging. Uh, again, he's handled himself a lot better. He's putting more of the emphasis on himself for not performing. Really, this is not not that different from how he did in Big Air last time, but I think there were higher expectations coming to this one. Uh, he's taking it like a champ, and, I mean, Canada's over, Mark. I mean, I'm sorry to say it, Mark. You're a legend still. You're on the Lucky Charms box or whatever, uh, but Max Perot is the, is the new guy in town. Good to see it. Well, it only takes winning three bronze medals to make a cereal box in Canada. So, um, <laughs> you must have a lot of athletes and cereal boxes. Um, also in that event, Darcy Sharp, 12th. Um, and the gold went to Su Yi Ming of China and uh, Mons Rosaland of the, of the Norway. Uh, <laughs> the Norway? The Norway got the silver. Good for the Norway. Um, thoroughly deserving in that one for australia today um for uh our, our great bronze medal uh tess cody in the big air you um she she put it out in the line she did a great first jump and uh was in third second i believe after the first jump and everyone's getting excited like oh come on tess um doesn't look like you could want for a surprise one here but uh she didn't quite land an x2 and ultimately finished in ninth but as she ever is in an interview. She's fantastic afterwards. And she's just basically like, look, I'm, I'm thrilled with that. She, she said, I don't do this event. So this is not something that I usually care about. So the fact that she came out and got ninth in the Olympics, pretty decent for her. Um, for, for, um, the other Australian in the field, Zoe sadowski Sinot, um, silver medal. Congratulations. Um, obviously, uh, the first time a New Zealander has ever won two medals in the Olympics. She's done something Australians never done. Uh, won two medals in the single Olympics. So congratulations to Zoe. Did uh, Lisa not? Hey. Did what? what? Did what? Lisa not win two medals during Tokyo? Um, I'm told, I'm, I, oh, I mean, winter Olympics. Winter. Uh, no, Lisa, Let's Lisa, be specific, absolutely. Ben. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. You're right. Um, I'm thinking Lisa. Uh, what, who are you talking about? Like that great winter Olympian, Lisa Carrington. That's right. <laughs> The, the ice the ice canoe um oh basically. you know she's gonna switch over in the next olympics just to oh, prove she's she, the best she could do anything she could absolutely do anything speaking of the best bruce McAvaney's on my tv screen everybody shut up and pay attention um sorry um, <laughs> all our <laughs> listeners who can also follow no, shut up bruce is on tv <laughs> <laughs> just, just shut up stop it <laughs> i don't know i made everybody shut up for you and mcgregor's commercial yesterday so go right ahead ben <laughs> 
Hey, like when when there are when there are men on TV, like you and McGregor and Bruce McAvaney, you just stop. <laughs> All right, just the world stops. All right, it's just literally in the middle of everything. Like Zoe could be mid jump and she would freeze. Like, oh, Brad, Bruce is on TV, um, and then she would just stop. Um, you would have heard from her dad at the beginning of uh, the episode. He swore again on New Zealand TV. Hilarious. Um, good old Mister Sadowski. It's not. That's a very long name to get through. Like if you're introduced, like. And I, I want to say in a Kiwi, oh, Brew, Zoe, Sadulski, Sanot. Like, just, it sounds a bit Kiwi, and but you, sure. You can't even abbreviate it because, I mean, ZSS, like, that's just, it, it doesn't roll yeah. off the tongue. <laughs> sounds like you're having a stroke. It does. <laughs> no wonder Dad swears a lot. Um, <laughs> so, uh, beautiful part of New Zealand, Wanaka, by the way. That's where they're from. Uh, highly recommend people going to Wanaka. Uh, gold went to Anagasa, back to back gold for Anna. And uh, Kokomo Marese, uh bronze for Japan. Uh, Canada had Jasmine Baird. She was seventh. And Laurie Bluin. Bluon. Is she related to the speed skater? Is that the same name? Yes. Bluin and Blonden are very much related. <laughs> Just like the Ivory Coast and the Virgin Islands. Exactly. They are the Ivory Coasted Virgin Islands of Canadian snowboarding. Well, I'm and sure speed they're both from Quebec. Um, I'm sh- <laughs> sure they've both eaten poutine together. So they are both women. They're both in winter sports. Um, one Caucasian snowboard. Both are from Canada. Uh, both wear <laughs> Lululemon. Oh, I was commenting a lot today on the Canadian athletes in in this kind of thing. Like, oh, they just they don't want to go big and hard because they don't want to ruin the Lululemon. It's expensive. Yeah. They don't want to land in there and tear it. Like, what's going on? Um, so, seventh and eighth uh, in that event. Both beat America's Haley Langland. So, that's that's some uh, good news for, for Canada, <laughs> really, there. Um, the ice hockey is on tonight. So, Canada are playing Germany. Um, and obviously they win that, they go against Sweden, but I just want to quickly talk. I just mentioned this on you two off air just before we came on. I'm, I'm calling three upsets today in the men's ice hockey qualification playoff rounds. So the dastly Germans, the, the big killers from Pyeongchang, they're out. Slovakia have uh, gotten their number. So bye-bye Germany it is, uh, the Germans are no longer coming. Um, so back to where they belong in men's ice hockey. Uh, Denmark on debut, if you don't mind, knocked out Latvia. Ice hockey's their <laughs> national sport in Latvia. Well, they're going to be having a national day of mourning tomorrow. So go home and go back to your skeleton, Latvia. Um, 3-2, Denmark through to the quarterfinals. Uh, Switzerland beat Czech Republic. They've had a pretty shocking Olympics, the Czech Republic in ice hockey. 4-2, they're out. And um, Canada, China. So I... I We've got to assume status quo will come back in Canada versus China. I mean, got it. I think I said this last night. If China beat Canada in ice hockey, oh, my God. This will be the, the most embarrassing day for Canada in sporting history. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I would not have normally bothered to watch Canada and China, uh, but your track record um, has me worried now. So <laughs> um, I, I, I'll probably be tuning in and then cursing your name if it happens. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I'll be hearing like your, my name in shout-out from Winnipeg. So uh, the way the quarterfinals are standing at the moment, USA will play Slovakia, Finland will play Switzerland, Rock will play Denmark, 
So right now, pencil in the USA, Finland, and Rock for semi-final spots. <laughs> That's. Uh, well, having said that, I would love to see Denmark knock off Rock. Um, oh, would be the who wouldn't? Cinderella who story wouldn't? of the Olympics. Um, but and Canada will, if they beat China, will play Sweden. So the toughest semi-final will be Sweden Canada, and uh, so as we said last night, the winner of uh, USA Slovakia will play the winner of Sweden versus Canada. So we can have a USA Canada semi. Just like we had back in Sochi, and then Finland, Switzerland, Rock, Denmark. So uh, very interesting there. In the curling, just while we're going over the um, team sports, I was watching. Finally got a chance to watch some of the curling today, Colin, and uh, it was a good game. Canada ended up coming over China 10-8 in the men's. So uh, they're doing very well. And right now the men are playing again against Rock. And breaking news in the curling, Canada 1, Rock 0. So Canada looking good right now for a spot yeah. in the semi. So you're third right now in the men's. Uh, our sexy Swedes are undefeated. Oscar Eriksson going for two medals at these Olympics. They're through to the semifinals. They can't be unseated there. And uh, Duck Dynasty themselves, the USA are fourth. <laughs> and Scotland are in second. So I'm going to be honest, four nations and I'm pretty satisfied making the semis. But how, surely, I think, I think if you beat Rock tonight, you're through. Because I think the semis uh, start tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Are they on tomorrow? I don't know. Are they? Um, I think they are. You're my calendar. All right, then they are. Okay, then I confirm. I'm I'm excited because we've really turned this around. No, like it was not. looking. Okay, then, I was, then, <laughs> then I I'm wrong. Okay, I will take the yeah, bl- blame that. blame Colin, not the researcher. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean Canada in both the men and women's really turned it around quickly. I mean, I, I was watching. I think when we were off the air yesterday, uh, Canada and Great Britain. I was saying if Canada was going to lose and officially be out, I was, I was glad it was going to be Eve Muirhead in Britain, but uh, we didn't, we pulled it off and uh, somehow Canada has gone from being one and three uh, in both men's and women's to being what three and three now in the women's three and, and three. Yeah. Yeah. And four and three for the men's. So. Uh, five and two for the men. Five and five two. And okay. Two. There we go. Five and two. Um, yes. Oh, they just cut off Ewan McGregor's commercial. Oh, come on. Put on Bruce then. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the only way you can save it. But, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting kind of watching uh, the standings and kind of being able to see this. And it was actually, like, I kind of felt odd watching, like, a team's curling today. I'm like, oh, there's too many people. There's too many stones. Yeah. What's going on? Just bring bring back the twos going on there. But um, we will but like, update. You know what yes. this really reminds me of? It reminds me of Salt Lake City uh, for the hockey in Salt Lake City, there was a lot of struggles early on with Canada. Even when we won, it was like, oh, they really should have done that. Oh, they should have done that better. And there was so much criticism being thrown at them. You know, Canadian criticism, let's just say that. Polite Canadian criticism. criticism. <laughs> what is Canadian criticism? You suck. Oh, I've got some, Sorry. I've got some in our commentary tonight. <laughs> Canadian but, uh, criticism. The new podcast from Colin Hilding coming soon. <laughs> But, but it's basically felt like the same thing. It felt like, you know, the, it was looking very bad, maybe because there was such high expectations for both Brad Gushu and Jennifer Jones, just like there was with the hockey in Salt Lake City. And then things slowly started to turn around. And, you know, we know what happened with Canada and Salt Lake City. So um, uh, I'm hopeful that uh, we're going to have both men and women in the playoffs and maybe uh, contending for medals. Because if Canada walks away without any medals in curling, I mean, that would be the Why? end of this country. We we officially would just say this yes. We would officially say America just absolve us. We don't need our own country anymore. We're not deserving. Like, 
It'd be like CBC, where we have breaking news on CBC. <laughs> Justin Trudeau is speaking from Ottawa. Justin, what's happening? <laughs> My fellow Canadians, due to the tragedy of not winning any medals at the Olympics in curling, Canada is ending. That is well, right. Look. We are no longer a country. We are now <laughs> the 51st state of the United States of America. Now if over to our new leader, Joe Biden. Joe, hi, my fellow Canadians. Welcome to the United States of what country are we? Uh, Afghanistan. Oh, what's uh, America? Thanks, Joe. <laughs> but if you follow Canadian news, Justin Trudeau now has emergency powers. He's pulled uh, a chancellor. Oh, Palpatine. has he sent the military? Has he? Has he done it? Well, he, he's basically said we now have the ability to if we want, uh, which has never happened in the history of this country for some people honking their horns wow. in Ottawa. So. Uh, Chancellor Palpatine Trudeau has uh, has taken us one step closer to Fucking Jar Jar uh, dissolving it. Again. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Canada will you be no more if curling doesn't turn around. This is I the just, ultimatum. <laughs> I re- I really would. I just. I really wish I was there right now because, like, you expect it from America. Like, oh, there's a yeah. bit of. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's in the National Guard that LA's riding because of the Rams. Like. I can't imagine Canada, like, what, how, do they, how does that work? Like, I can't imagine Canadians sitting around a war room going like, oh, hey, we've got to send the military in, eh? Oh, we can't do that. That's very impolite. Just ask them not to riot. Okay, please don't riot. Okay, we won't. Okay, thank you. Like, what did the Canadian military do? We're the military of Canada. Oh, excuse me, protesters. Yes, military. Can you not riot, please? Okay. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> to do it, to do it. Wow. Canadian As Justin Trudeau, my first act with this new authority. <laughs> he's, he's, they're literally sitting around the table going like, Justin, we're going to send in the military. No. No. <laughs> Ultimate power. <laughs> Not from a prime minister. <laughs> Oh my God, Jesus! I I'm not living there right now in the wrong in the wrong time. I need to be there. But um, breaking news in Canada: it has gone to shit. Um, I just I just and it's all because of the curling. Turn it around, (laughs) Jennifer and Brad. I just I just don't imagine Justin Trudeau as the type of prime minister who's like like grr. I'm angry. <laughs> Send in the military. Like his bum's too sexy to do that. Like he just. You know, I mean, he he's can't do that. He's also the only man who's caught COVID. I think about 15 times during this <laughs> pandemic. It, it comes oh, up every, every time there's a crisis. Trudeau's all of a sudden isolated due to COVID I'm not again. Saying, I'm not saying um, Prince Charles's wife Camilla's a man, but I mean, I swear every single time I turn on the news, she's got COVID. So like, they're just <laughs> trying to set a record. You know, Justin Trudeau, I mean, maybe, maybe we need to look into this. Justin Trudeau and Camilla Parker Bowles are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like if they keep catching COVID off each other, you know, just, just saying. Uh, I mean, I know Prince Charles and Justin Trudeau, who would you choose between? Um, who, would you, who would you kick out of bed in the morning? Uh, very tricky decision, that one. But, I, I know um, I'd kick out Justin. <laughs> poor Justin. I should be wearing my Justin Trudeau socks. Um yeah. Did we anyway, talk about just, the fact that like Justin Trudeau in Canada had lower approval rating than Donald Trump did in America? <laughs> yeah, look, I lived there, Colin. I know that I never mentioned his name without getting shut down. Um, <laughs> so, like, I'm back in a country now where I can say I like Justin Trudeau and everyone's like, oh, yeah, me too. Whereas in Canada, <laughs> what a man. Say, that's why I got kicked out. <laughs> like, there's the truth. Um, you know, what did you say about Justin? You like him? Get out. <laughs> Well, don't get me started on Scott Morrison in this country. My goodness, if I, if I meet one more person on one of these apps who asks me the deal breaker question about what I think of Scott Morrison, 
um, I'm done. I'm out. Like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, oh, would you like to go out for a drink? I mean, what do you think of Scott Morrison? Okay, fuck it. Just have a drink yourself. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I do not care enough about our prime minister to have that as a deal breaker question. Okay, just, just stop it. All right, put Bruce on. Can we talk about Bruce? Um, other news in terms of uh, Australian athletes today, because we'll go through the Canadian athletes in uh, just a moment. Um, not good news for Kalani Crane in the in the figure skating off the podiums. Kalani Crane as well. Uh, currently, eighteen competitors have gone through, and she's sitting in seventeenth place. So, uh, not looking likely for Kalani to qualify for the free skate. Bit disappointing there. I, I saw the end of it. I didn't quite see the whole routine and I saw enough of her uh, reaction to see that she wasn't too happy with her performance. So uh, sad news there for Kalani Crane, who, of course, uh, is a real great personality and we do definitely. I enjoy talking to Kalani back before. Me too. Yes, I I bet you did. Um, And uh, Greta, another off the podium guest today. So two of the three Australians today off the podium guest. 26 in the downhill for Greta. Uh, so I, she, I think I was a little bit disappointed with that effort. She, she was, um, there was a, I think a French skier who basically, I mean, I shouldn't really joke cause I actually don't know if they're okay or not. Um, I watched it enough to think that they had died. Um, <laughs> like poor Greta was, uh, stuck on the top of the hill for about uh, 10, 15 minutes waiting to go down, but then she eventually, uh, went down and yeah, she, uh, finished, uh, in 26th place, but I mean, Greta will always be able to look at timing sheets and see that she beat Esther Ledecker at the Olympics. Uh, now, did you see? Did you see Esther at all, yeah. Colin? Because it was uh, like, gotta say, obviously, sadly for Esther, she didn't quite do that well in the fact that she crashed. But did she? She was kicking fucking ass. She was about a second and a half up. She was going absolutely gangbusters. Completely shanked a gate. Did a Michaela Shipfren. Uh, but the difference is, she got up and kept fucking going. She didn't oh, sit like by the course. Within a second, it was you brilliant. Ex- you expect when somebody crashes or wipes out that it's going to be a good five or ten seconds that they gain their composure because most people know it's over at this point and they don't mm-hmm. care, right? They're like, "Oh, all right, well, let me just finish this." She's like, "I know I'm out of this, but I'm getting up within one point two seconds." She basically, um, I said she was trying out for the freestyle skiing. She kind of, she clipped the gate. She like spun around. I swear to God, she was doing like the slope style or something along those lines and trying to essentially land, uh, do an extra trip and get some style points. But um, no, she kept going. And I've seen a few headlines from Europe basically just applauding, saying like, wow, this is incredible. This is a, a snowboarder who basically somehow tricked out, spun around and then uh, managed to keep going. So uh, Esther, unfortunately, 27th in the downhill out of our 31 competitors who finished. But she still beat two of her teammates, uh, so not bad. Uh, Greta, as I said, 26th place for her. Alice Robinson for New Zealand was 25th. Um, and a couple of Canadians in this one who did okay. Uh, Ronnie Remy of Canada was in 24th. Uh, Marie Michelle Gagnon was eight, so a top eight there for Canada in the downhill. And gold went to Corinne Suda of Switzerland, who have had a very good uh, alpine skiing uh, meet in the Olympics. So, Sophia, who would have thought Switzerland and alpine skiing? I know, right? Uh, Sophia Gogia. Go- I- we tried to get her name pronounced correctly on air today. Joe did a much better job than I did. 
uh, and Nadia Delaco, so Italy two and three. Now, did you see well. um, uh, which one was the silver medalist? I mean, there were so many Italians <laughs> to Gogia, talk there. Gogia, Gogia, Sofia, Gogia. I think it was Gogia. Did you see after she crossed the finish line, she not only kissed the camera, like there was tongue involved. Do I need to go back and watch this? Oh, yeah, go back and watch it. She was very, very enamored with the camera. I, if I'm being completely honest, I kind of stormed off after Esther. So, like, <laughs> I'll be completely honest. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> I walked out. I mean, you should have yeah. watched because, like, the Italians, uh, I mentioned this to you in the moguls, the way the Japanese team is. Like, usually you have, like, you're very courteous to the others. With the Japanese team and moguls, they're just like, yeah, it's us versus the world. That's, that's kind of the way the Italians were here. Um, when uh, um, uh, the, the first, uh, whoever was in fourth, Curtoni? Who was fourth? Kira Beadle? Or whoever was the lowest. Oh, uh, Katoni was fifth. Katoni was fifth. Yeah. So when she was knocked off by the other Italian, like she did like a double take to the camera. Like, what? (laughs) They're all very. uh, And then um, Delago, uh, I'm actually watching the the highlights right now. Delago, when she came to the bottom, she was very aggressive and very animated. uh, And. You could see the disappointment when um, the the Swiss skier. I'm already forgetting names. There's too many names. Suda, Karin Suda. Uh, yeah, Suda. When she when she officially knocked off what could have been the perfect Italy sweep, all three of them were like, it, it wasn't throwing snowboards down like you were mentioning the other day, but it was a lot of like <sighs> <laughs> rolling <Mia>. eyes. <laughs> yeah, I love we- this Italian team. <laughs> Three out of five, the top five of the Italians are good for them. Uh, but Esther is, is what a queen. She's still she's still going. She's doing the combined in two yeah. days' time. I think she wasn't even written down for that. So now she's just gonna ah, fuck it. I'm gonna do the combined. Um, I also believe she's doing the four man bobsleigh on the weekend as well. So um, she, this woman can do everything. And I know the Czechs just got eliminated in the men's ice hockey, but somehow she's back and they're playing in the quarterfinals. So. And we also want to thank her for covering for Ben Waterworth doing research for Channel 7 during the last so uh, week while he's been in isolation. Absolutely brilliant. And thanks to Esther for wishing me a happy Valentine's Day as well, wearing yeah. a T-shirt. So <laughs> I was very chuffed I saw by you Esther. Were, when, you were, when you sent us pictures of – by the way – We've done this on the Oz Network. Let's do it now and off the podium. Can we get one person to support Ben wearing a fedora? Because I'm the only person in the world <laughs> who is for Ben wearing a fedora. We have pulled people off the air and on the air. And it is always like, a that is a hard pass. Okay, no. And I'm like, you could pull it off. Go for it. Um, ben took some pictures in fedora today. You know, I, I thought that, the, that at least one of them looked pretty decent. And I thought, hey, he's wearing his Esther Ledecka shirt. Good job. Uh, but, oh. yes, yeah, somebody support Ben in a fedora. If Esther Ledecka says I'm fedorable, then <laughs> then life is made. I mean, you know, come on now. So, yeah. Can you like just Noah? tweet her right now? Send the picture and say, Esther, yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd tweet her that anyway without the fedora. But, um <laughs> And that's for an interview on and off the podium, by the way. Let's just get your mind out of the gutter, listener out there. Um, but no, thank you, Colin. It makes it makes my day when you support my fedora-wearing habits. Screw you, Noah Groves, writing with just no. <laughs> and, and Jamie Hilding and Jared Lubick and Kristen Knarr. <laughs> oh, well, they, again, they don't count. We need to get like a real <laughs> former Oslet, like Cable or something like that. Um, oh, you know or- Cable's probably got a, a whole closet full of fedoras himself. He'd take like five weeks to reply and probably be like, what? What's going on? <laughs> um, no, screw you, Noah Gross. <laughs> you know what? 
I know he doesn't listen to this show, so I don't give two shits. But like, I had my iTunes on shuffle again tonight when I was doing some work, and again, fucking Fatty Esther comes on. I'm like, what is this shit? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Noah Groves, you can't comment on taste. When me and a fedora, when you were Thaddeusa, like. I love all of our off the podium listeners who have no idea who Noah Groves is right now. They're googling it. You know Thaddeusa, like Noah Groves. Who is this? Get a date, Noah. Um, <laughs> then you can comment on me wearing a fedora. Okay, at least my dates happen once every six months. Um, don't like yours that happen every twenty-five years. How old you are? I don't know. Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, um, other medal events today uh, in the biathlon. Uh, Norway, the gold, as we said, France, the silver, rock, the bronze. Uh, we've got the bobsleigh two-man, which will uh, probably be decided by the time we are off air. Um, in the freestyle skiing, in the women's slopes, of great news. Eileen Goose, silver, suck it, Eileen. Uh, Matilde Cremone. <laughs> I'm such a bastard. Uh, Matilde Grimo won the gold for Switzerland. Uh, Eileen Gu, well done, Eileen Silver. <laughs> and uh, Kelly Sidaru, uh, who I'm just saying is the Oscar Ericsson of women's freestyle skiing, mm. uh, she got the bronze. Did you happen to catch yes. Kelly Sidaru? Yes, uh, I did. I, I have to say, I, 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 was, I all I was of a sudden step- really want to start skiing in Estonia. I, I was about to say, I was a step away from uh, putting up our first Estonian uh, Daily Deal athlete. <laughs> like, I just, I'm just, just this real urge. I'm like, wow, why do I want to go skiing in Estonia all of a sudden? Like, I just, I never thought about it until today. So, but you know, um, like, we're still trying to catch up here. Like, this is the Olympics of equal opportunity. We have put up the sexy Swedish man just for right. that reason. Uh, we unfortunately didn't put up the sexy um, uh, uh, Italian, Italian bobsledder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we're due at some point to put up a woman for reasons woman. of objectification. A woman. Again, we are equal opportunity pervs on Off the Podium, <laughs> and we have already objectified enough men on this show. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the men objectification <laughs> on this show. We must objectify women. All right, women will be objectified I, on this show. And I Kelly was so glad. Is hot. <laughs> this is very off topic. I was so glad yesterday to see um, a, a meme, which was basically uh, saying uh, women, you know, uh, colon, uh, we're tired of women being objectified and sexualized in film. And then it shows men and shows pictures of every DC film <laughs> with <laughs> rippling muscles and shirtless men. <laughs> and Clearly, Jamie sent that out. to you. I showed it to Jamie and Jamie approved. <laughs> and you haven't heard from Jamie for the last 17 minutes. <laughs> that was my happy Valentine's Day, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and breaking news in the Colin house, Colin is pregnant again. I'm <laughs> pregnant. That's how it works in our house. <laughs> we, we know you're the one who gives birth. Come on. <laughs> J- J- Jamie's the man in that relationship. <laughs> um, she wouldn't bail out of the slope style if there was a blizzard. <laughs> One thing I, yeah, like bloody weak freestyle skates. One thing I will say about our beloved Eileen Goo is that uh, she was genuinely happy that she won a silver medal. Uh, you know, she yeah. didn't sulk that she didn't get the gold. So, like, she genuinely was happy. So, um, props to you, Eileen Goo. Um, the new podcast coming soon by <laughs> Noah Groves. Um, uh, breaking news. Breaking Jamie news overheard in- my Uh-oh. side of our conversation. And texted me only this, never again, no more kids. (laughs) 
I just love the the ability that Jamie keeps saying that. Like, I swear to God, I'm going to get a message from you one day. It's like, oh, we're having another baby. And like, well, my first reaction was like, oh my God, Colin, you had sex again. What was the third time like? <laughs> you must be pumped. Three times in 10 years of marriage. Congratulations, Colin. Well done. Um, the Nordic combined. Um, still got one more event to go on the best event of the Winter Olympics. But Jorgen Grabak of Norway took the gold ahead of Jans Loras of Te of Tebro, uh, of Tebro, uh, and bronze went to Akito Watabe of Japan. Uh, snowboarding, as we've already said, uh, Su Yiming of China in the men's big air gold, and Agasa Austria in the uh, gold for the women. A woman. A woman. And we went through the other ones as well. And speed skating, as we said, Canada, gold in the women's team pursuit. In the men's team pursuit, Norway, gold ahead of rock. And the USA got the uh, bronze. Netherlands did not medal in a speed skating event. Yeah. Breaking news in the speed skating. Uh, and that was kind of news. expected to be Netherlands and US in the gold medal match. And that was a bronze match too, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, well... Someone's going to lose every now and then. Um, the Canadian results, I will say in the biathlon, uh, not a really good day for a couple of our off-the-podium guests, but for Scott, uh, sixth place for Canada in the oh, wow. relay today, 4 by 7 which is the best ever result um, for Team Canada in an Olympics. I sent Scott a message. I said, congratulations, Scott. Scott replied, thanks. So you're welcome, Scott. Let's, <laughs> let's just say right now, there's a couple of athletes who have uh, very much embraced our social media uh, and not yeah. just the post Scott that they're Bree. tagged on. Scott Bree. Bree well, let's Brit. add Scott Bree Allie to that. I was going to say yep. Allie and Britt oh, Cox absolutely. as well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, th- those are our favorite athletes. And I'm glad yeah, that it's people out. who actually gave decent interviews too. Like, if you were to ask me what were some of the best interviews, I would have said – Brit and Allie and Scott and and they're the ones who support our show and we hope Brit Cox, Scott Gow, <laughs> Allie Latite, uh, and um, what was the fourth one? Bree Walker. Bree Walker. <laughs> um, we hope you voted in Sports Podcast Awards, which you can go to where, Ben? At sportspodcastawards.com. By registering today and clicking on the best Olympics and Paralympics podcast, you can help support your favorite podcast off the podium. We're currently still at number one. Um, but you know, it's great, great job there for Canada. Uh, they're very impressed with that. So, and the, the best news is they beat America. America was 13th. <laughs> so suck at America. And you're sh- like, again, how are you not good at biathlon? Seriously, America, like guns, you have guns, guns for breakfast. There's guns in it. Like exactly. Um, currently the bobsleigh, the two men, they're in heat three right now. Canada in eighth and ninth place at the moment. Uh, and they've still got another sled to go. That's our Who trader. Who do you think is winning? Who do you think um, is winning the... Oh, <laughs> it might be Germany. Yeah, who do you think is coming second in the bobsled? Oh, it moment? might be Germany. Yeah, and who do you think is coming third in the bobsled? I'm thinking <laughs> there's a good shot it's Germany. <laughs> they're, they're pissed about the monobob. They're like, screw you, monobob. We get all the medals in all the rest of the bobsled. <laughs> we fought in the, in the bobsled. Shit. <laughs> We will do better. Um, God, there's a lot of... Don't do German, Ben. We, we know that. Um, I have to we wonder why game. you have a cough still. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Actually, it's been all right so far. We thought we were going to have a bad episode tonight. Uh, Madeline uh, Shazass in the women's figure skating currently is in ninth. Skeezus. At the moment. Skeezus, thank you very much. Uh, Isn't that your um, secret intelligence agency in Canada? 
Um, uh, that's Skeesis. is a STD here in Canada. <laughs> Glad you know what an STD is, Colin. Maybe you've had sex more than twice. Maybe I'm underestimating you. Um, well, maybe I need to talk to Jamie. Like, Jamie, uh, do you have Skeesis? Like, should we... <laughs> Now, don't you know don't what ask actually Colin's sounds wife if she has a sexually transmitted disease, Ben. That's not appropriate. <laughs> to me, actually, now that we say skeesis out loud, it actually sounds more like a terrorist organization in the Middle East. Yeah. Don't say that again. We know that Trudeau's got unlimited power. Was like, it, careful what you say right Wasn't now. I saying a couple of days ago that, like, poor Maddie Skeesis is, like, the new favorite figure skater of Canada? Uh, and here we are uh, berating her for her name. But No, great name. I just, I don't remember. Who are you again? Colleen? Is that who you are? Weren't you the <laughs> Secretary of Defense for George Bush at some point? Um, in the, this is why I just, I hate the fact they had the slopes on the big air on at the same time. Literally, I had both on in front of me today at work. And I'm like, which one's which? Like, they're exactly the same bloody thing. Yeah. Oh, snowboard skis. Um, the men's slope style in the uh, freestyle scheme, those lazy people, uh, they had their qualifying for the final tomorrow and Canada has Max Moffat through to the finals. Edouard Theroux was 13th, did not make it. New Zealand, Ben Barclay, um, he'd be happy with that. Uh, he's through. Get on board the Ben train uh, and the number one <laughs> ski is the Ben train. That that, that was a failed uh, side project I had. It never worked out. Don't, There's don't another podcast, the Ben train. No, no, no. It's, that it's that wasn't be- a podcast. You interviewing bobsleds. That, that was actually my OnlyFans account, but we don't talk about that. Uh, Andre Rag, Ragatelli uh, from Switzerland. She's the Swiss. We, we were worried about the Norwegians. Stop the Swiss. Mm-hmm. Calm down, Switzerland. Just just stop it. Stop winning. All right? Um, the aerials have uh, come and gone and not good for Canada. They have got nobody through to the big final. Um, your best place skier was Mia Fontaine seventh. Uh, Just so, imagine yeah. if we had actually made the big final yesterday like we should have. Oh, suck it up. Uh, when I say seventh, I mean 13th because that was in the second qualifying <laughs> there. Uh, and we got through. We got uh, China, China, Switzerland. For fuck's sake, Switzerland. Uh, America. You're meant to be neutral. Stop winning. <laughs> You're meant to finish fourth all the time. Um, so Belarusians, Russians, uh, Chinese, Ukrainians, the usual in the, uh, in the aerials, um, in the Nordic combined, uh, obviously no Canadians, but, uh, Taylor Fletcher, 35th. Good job there from Taylor. He fucking loves Nordic combined. Remember, I'm still waiting for my t-shirt Taylor, but, uh, good to see him there. He'll be back in the team's event in a couple of days time. Um, so there you go. And we've always gone over the speed skating. The men, the men, uh, they finish fifth. It looks like here in the men's team pursuit speed skating. Uh, so is that a, is that a good or a bad result or is just a, eh, it's a Canadian fifth. Are we, how do we feel about the men just choking on like their women counterparts? Oh, well, as long as we got somebody winning, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, God, men, pick your game. Ugh, men. Uh, so, and we've gone through off the podium results. What did we watch today, Colin? What, what, what did you watch? Um, so I attempted to watch both the Slope Style and the Big Air. Uh, and it, it's funny because I, I had mentioned a couple of days ago, one of my problems, particularly with Big Air, uh, was that what's really different from this in aerials? It's a different location. Um, they do it during daylight as opposed to nighttime finals, like not much, 
But my worry was that big air would really dilute the, the, the aerials. And what I found was kind of the opposite. I mean, big air, I didn't mind it the first time around. Uh, then we saw the aerials and I was reminded how much of a better event that is only to come back to big air and be even more disappointed this time around. Like I, I, I really struggle to sit through the entire thing. I even tried to just go to the, um, just to the final jump. And I'm like, even still, I find myself fast forwarding every once in a while. I like, I don't want to watch. So it's just, there's too many events that are too similar and similar to my complaint last, uh, um, day, last day that, which is another way of saying yesterday, um, (laughs) (laughs) we're seeing too many of these same people over again. And I can't really keep track of, Oh, so which event was it they were good in which one event were they better? In? Okay. So Eileen Goose did a medal in both grade. Uh, it, it's just, I'm really losing my excitement on both slope style and big air now. Uh, but yet my worry was, well, aerials is going to become a thing in the past. And I think aerials holds up better now that we've seen the, the junior versions of it not succeed. Aerials is still amazing. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I will always love aerials. I think any, any Australian will love aerials no matter, no matter what, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And it, like, it's again, when you have them on at the same time, like yeah. I, I don't think they did that in Pyeongchang. I feel there was much more of a, a separation between them um, because then you, you've still got, we've got the half pipe still to come in the skiing. You've got the ski cross and it. I mean, I get it how they can have, you know, a snowboarding and a skiing event that are basically the same. I understand it, but like, I feel like just like first week should be, be, be snowboarding and the second week should be the freestyle. Yeah. Like have it, like don't have them, because it just it just was confusing today. I had multiple screens open in front of me, um, and it's just like I'm like, which one am I watching right now? Um, I, I definitely knew I was watching the curling. Like I could tell the difference between the curling <laughs> and the slope style. Thankfully, um, D- Dean and Tali were brilliant, by the way, in the slope style. I just it surprised me how good they uh, transitioned from the curling across. But yeah, it's um, but it brings the kids in. The kids love it. I mean, do Ooh. they? <laughs> I mean, the kids are there at the Olympics. Like we did this with skateboarding last year. They're not yeah. watching; they're competing. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> it's more successful than the 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 kid events we're seeing in Tokyo. But uh, I, I think one of the other problems I have is that we keep just doubling up on all these aerial trick related uh, events. Whereas, let's get some more downhill stuff for the snowboard. I mean, we got a yeah. lot of downhill skiing, and I think downhill skiing, even though nobody could really tell the difference between. Super G, super slalom, uh, <laughs> big slalom, little slalom, medium slalom, all those things. Nobody can really tell Extra the difference. Extra large yet- slalom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> heavyweight uh, cafe- slalom. Super heavyweight slalom. <laughs> Cafe Grande style uh, slalom. <laughs> Venti double choke mocha slalom. <laughs> With no pickles, oh. please. <laughs> also the names of several tricks in the big air that we just saw, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> it's just, I, I like the downhill events. It's more intense you know part of the problem we were saying and it's infinitely better than skateboarding part of the problem we were saying yesterday with both slope style and big air is just that's very relaxed you know it's chill and i don't want a chill event i want an event where somebody somebody's gonna lose a head you want italians making out with the camera not like every single competitor jumping on jumping on a competitor because they crashed but really Um, like that that kind of sums up the olympics too like when you get an event where you have to go zero to a hundred you're going to get those big reactions. Like that's, you know, in, in the most, one of the most famous reactions of all time here in Canada, John Montgomery in the skeleton, because he's literally going 200 kilometers an hour. Probably the yeah. second most famous reaction of all time, Justine DeFerla Point in the moguls, because she's going hugging. like 150 kilometers an hour <laughs> hugging. But, but I mean, going all the way back where she's just like, Rah! 
like freaking out and jumping on people. <laughs> That's what I want on my athletes. And you can't get that in slope style and you can't get that in big air. I and I hundred percent like I feel like we're the two old men in the corner bagging out these kids who are like, you know, doing like and like it's made great headlines. Like you, you, there was the, the Japanese snowboarder today who who attempted that first triple cork chicken McNugget or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> and she crashed. The 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 slim and semen or whatever it was. Um and like she crashed, but then like literally every single competitor in that final like jumped on her and hugged her and like it's nice to see. I get yeah. where, like, there is that, oh like, oh, like, look at the camaraderie. It's great. But, like, at the same time, I'm with you. Like, this is the Olympics. Like, imagine back in Salt Lake when Stephen Bradbury wins the gold, Apollo Antonio, and, like, <laughs> every other competitor jump. Oh, good on you, Steve. You got a gold, champ. Sonny, you know, it's the Olympics. Like, just give him a round of applause, slap him on the button, let him go create his beer. Um, and, and here's the other thing. I feel like we were more positive on these at the beginning of the Olympics. And part of it is that just we're seeing the exact same events done over and over again. It's already too tough when slope style and big air are very similar. And then you add aerials in the middle there. But then when you get it for both skiing and snowboarding, it's just too much. Make them is, exclusive. Is, like when we're going to have these situations where you're getting a biathlete winning five gold medals, like you're not all the biathletes are jumping on top of the French going, oh, look yeah. at you. They've got guns. Like they're smart. They're like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Along with these twelve-year-olds winning the snowboard, like I want to see fucking figure skating. I want to see Camilla, drugs or not in the system, yeah. like getting jumped on by all the other fifteen-year-old skaters. Going, yippee! You look at you. You're not a drug chick. You want no fucking Americans are about ready to walk out of fucking Beijing. They're that shitty right now. <laughs> so they're not going to hug her. I don't think Tara Lipinski and Nancy Kerrigan in Lil Armour were like, oh, well, you broke my knee. Come here, champ. You got the bronze. You Tanya <laughs> Harding, not Tara Lipinski. Now we've labelled Tara what? Lipinski a criminal. <laughs> They're all the same. All those American skaters in the 90s. Taras and Nancys and Tonyas and Brian Boitonos and, and Torvalin Deans. They're all the same. Uh, <laughs> They're all related to Canadian skaters. Didn't we work that out before? Um, yeah, I, I want to see Jamie Sarley and David Peltier going up to the Russians. Oh, you beat us, you little buggers. Oh, come here, give us a hug. <laughs> like, it doesn't work that way. It's I'll slip you a 20 else. to let me win, wear your gold. I, I want to go back to the freaking slalom. Michaela Shiprin's on the side of the course and fucking every single competitor. Stops. Oh, there's Michaela. Jump on uh, board. Oh, Michaela. You, you tried. Oh, you little scallywag. Oh, well. <laughs> we fucking Lindsay Vaughn, famously in Pyeongchak. I got beaten by a fucking snowboarder. No one was yeah. jumping on Esther at the end. <laughs> Selfish Lindsay. Come on. Look what your snowboarders are doing. Jesus Christ. Um, speaking of so, which, do we want to just mention? Also, oh, yes, hello. You want to? Well, I was going to say I also watched the speed skating. <laughs> All right, sorry, I hadn't finished. <laughs> and the downhill. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we can establish that. I was just going to ask: Did we want to quickly uh, mention about our uh, Russian Camilla Valeva? Um, this whole yeah. situation, which it, it makes no sense. <laughs> Basically, if people aren't really caught up, essentially she's the uh, the 15 year old Russian skater who has been found with drugs in her system. It's this it's this like heart drug that uh, Sunye and um, Marie Sharapova both got caught with. It's it's illegal. It helps pump your blood or something in your system. And basically, they still haven't even presented the medals in the team figure skating because they're like, oh, we don't know if this is legal or not. So they've come out there basically said the IOC are like, well, yeah, we still haven't presented those medals. 
We don't know if it's legal, but she can skate. It's all good. You go ahead and skate, Camilla. It's all good. Yeah. But if you get a medal, you won't get it. Like, if you finish <laughs> in the top three, you won't get it until we decide whether you're legal or not. Can't you just be like, Camilla, no, go. Like, get out. Yeah. Piss off. Like, in one sense, I understand that, okay, she's 15 years old. What are the odds that this was some master plan of hers where she's sneaking by somebody's backs or whatever? Or can she make an informed decision? And also, is it, you know, uh, is it legal? Is it illegal? Who knows? But to me, it just sort of feels like at this point, they're like, well, we can't officially give out a punishment. So we're just going to say, if you win, we're not going to give you your medal. Until we decide, it feels like that is the punishment, which really is only the punishment to the other people winning a medal. I mean, I feel for the other countries who have not been allowed. Yeah, exactly. And and Canada and the team event is sitting there patiently waiting. And it sounded like we're not going to get a decision on this for a long time. Just award the medals. I mean, do you really feel like if you determine later on that she should be stripped of that, it's not going to be enough of a punishment to say, give us back the medal? Um, There is a Canadian weightlifter, I believe, who was uh, awarded in 2018 was awarded uh, a, a gold medal for uh, somebody's doping results coming back or being investigated six years later from London. And we won a gold medal for that. She was very happy. She wrote a book on it. Nobody's going to be disappointed if you change the results later on, but give the people who have won, including Camilla, the medal ceremony now, because they're never going to get this opportunity again. If you determine later on, no, you know, it's fair. You should still win the medal. Uh, then she missed that opportunity. If you determine later on, no, you shouldn't have won the medal. You've robbed the other athletes of it. I And it is it is one of those things that you've got a lot in the Olympics where, you know, retrospectively you get given a medal. I mean, Jared Talent, uh, Australian race walker, got given the gold in London after because he got silver obviously on track, but then the, the gold medalist got disqualified. He got like, a, you know, six, seven years later, the whole ceremony, he's gold. And he's just like, look, it's an honor, but it's not the same. Um, you know, yeah. and it's the same having just watched meddling, you know, both Jamie Saleh and David Peltier were saying like when we had this sort of sham ceremony like a week later, like it was weird. We felt very awkward. Like just it, we were honored, but it's not the same. You know, they took that moment's gone now. Um, but like, but this is the thing you can fix this now with her. And like, you've got to feel sorry for this Camilla because like, you know, she's 15. Like, yeah. I know those Russians are, I don't know. Can't say things too loud. I'll probably be dead by tomorrow. But like, it's, it's, you, you can't imagine that a 15-year-old figure skater is going to be like, yes, I want to take the drugs to win the gold <laughs> in, in the Olympics. Oh, 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 oh. It's Thomas Bach now, apparently. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Tommy, Thomas Bach, Olympic gold medalist fencing. Um, but <laughs> it's it's a legal requirement. By the way, I see we have to say it that way. Um, but, yeah, I just – it's such an odd situation because, like, but it, it, she's probably, like – just what, what, how is she feeling? She just wants to go out and do her best in mm-hmm. this event and she's got all this cloud around her and it's just – and then Americans are kicking up a stink and I don't know, Canadians are probably just like, oh, hey, we're just going to go to Ottawa. Please, can you move? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll send the military, please. Don't make me get the, the camo, guys. Um, what do your military do half the time? I just don't imagine the Canadian military like – there was a military base in Victoria that I used to drive past and I'm just like – there's never anybody there. Like, I just like, is it just a decoration? Like, oh, America, over the border, we've got military. And Americans are going, oh, shut up, Canada. No, you don't. Look, we've got a tank. It doesn't work. It's painted a car. With- <laughs> you can't even pluralize it. <laughs> we've got a tank here. <laughs> 
shut up america <laughs> leave us alone anyway um so it's it's going to be interesting to see camilla what she's um how it's all going to play out with that uh what did i watch so i watched curling i watched the freestyle big air whatever it was um the downhill until Lester did a thing pretty sad after that um <laughs> bit of the figure skating tonight and bit of the speed skating so uh there you go and i and i i would like to stay up uh and watch a bit of the ice hockey uh, tonight, which I believe has just started, and a breaking news in the ice hockey: Canada zero, China zero. Oh, uh, sorry, got nervous there for a second. Yeah, you did. Well, bre- oh, hang on. Oh, breaking news in the curling: Russia three, Canada one. Can't lose to Russia in curling. Is this oh, men's goodness. or women's? This was men's, right? This is men's. This yeah, is men's. So, uh, we got uh, a little bit more wiggle room there, but no, I don't think we do. No, you were losing about. <laughs> two or so against China earlier, and you, you came back with that one. Uh, fail, CBC. Now, what was this um, polite Canadian whatever you were talking about before? It's, it's actually the opposite. It wasn't really polite, and that's the strange thing. Um, uh, let me see what else I have here because I got several. Uh, all right, so um, the the first thing I, I want to talk about was in the the, the Big Air bigger Flip South. Who knows what those events? The Big Air Style. Slow yeah. <laughs> uh, uh Let's add on to the bad dad jokes for this. Uh, at one point, uh, we also got a nice reaction, uh, just like in the uh, the monobob. The oh no, <laughs> we got a <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, and I don't even remember who it was. Uh, it was then followed up with she needs to tune those things up. Like somebody basically fell or missed a trick. What happened? She needs to tune those things up. And then the other guy goes. She might lose her rental deposit. And I'm just like, oh. Uh, and then wow. re- right as they were heading into the last commercial break, uh, we got a, I got a fever and the only cure is more women's slope style. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Somebody wrote that line. His name was They've Ben They've been Water. sitting on that for 11 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, just, when when are we going to use it, Steve? Oh, we're going to use it today, Frank. <laughs> Uh, one thing I wanted to complain about, and I don't know if it's the same over there, because this just seems to be a trend among snowboarding commentators. Whenever somebody does a trick, they basically have this this surprise with announcing what the trick is. They're like, a backwards 1080? Like, <laughs> as if you've never seen this before, but it's, it's a switch 1080? A double flip 1260? A screaming semen double vente? Like, Chicken McNugget. <laughs> and they always have that same like question mark. Like, did I just see that? But it's like, it's the same trick that you questioned the last three ones going for. So I'm, I'm kind of over the snowboarding commentating now. As, as fun as it's been with some of the bad jokes and stuff. Did like I do that in the curling? Did I just see that? A third <laughs> stone in the house? You know what's great in the curling is that uh, you always get the, the, the expert commentators, the athletes who... We'll try to call what's going to happen. And what they're going to do is Mike Harris is never wrong. Like, I want to see that man compete again because he has the best instincts. And that's just the running thing with him is that he says, yeah, what they're going to do is they're going to aim about uh, two centimeters off the 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 the, the T section here and the the, the, the the button. And I'm like, how does he nail it every single time? It's incredible. Are your commentators that good? Uh, of course, Colin, they're channel seven commentators. They're <laughs> fucking fantastic. Um, what I was going to say about that is like, no disrespect to Andy Ma and to, uh, Steve Hewitt, 
But like it was it was fascinating when you would watch the OBS and I would hear Mike is that it was um like he they would literally the way they would be doing that was pinpointing this is what they're gonna this is what we're gonna do and at one point I think it was Tali said like oh Dean I think we should do this and then he just literally comes in I agree with Tali <laughs> like just the way and like but like on the flip side of that it's not disrespecting what Andy and Steve were doing because what I appreciated about how that commentary worked is that Andy Marr was literally Australia the whole country who has basically never watched curling in our lives. He was the voice for Australia asking the dad of an Olympian who competed himself in a demonstration Olympics, like, well, what, what are they doing, trying to do here, Steve? What are they doing this? And he would just answer. And it, like, it literally was just like Australia having a and a with a curling expert. And it, it actually really helped. So that, mm. that was a difference. Like, I, I can't imagine if you're watching now, any Canadian is watching our coverage going, like, what the fuck? He's like, you're not commentating, you're doing this. <laughs> but like on the flip side... I can guarantee you that if I came to Canada and watched maybe Canadians commentate cricket or Australian oh, yeah. football, it would be a very similar thing. It's no different when I was commentating ice hockey in Canada. I'm like, what the fuck's this Australian boy <laughs> doing commentating? You, you would just fit in. in like, I, I love, you used to share it with me every week. You would just fit in like Mighty Ducks references, Britney Spears references. I love the one time I gave you the. Uh, the, the tip that one of your players was named after a former the most famous premier of Manitoba. And you mentioned that on air. <laughs> I think my favorite one was um, there was a player for one of the teams called Esposito. And I like, I was doing some bit of commentary, you know, oh, great pass here, blah, blah, blah. And just a uh, fun fact, uh, Esposito, my favorite Justin Bieber song. And there, and this like <laughs> this just awkward pause from the player by play guy. Was that a Desposito reference? <laughs> and I'm like, Yes, it was. And he's like, moving on. <laughs> just <laughs> promise me, if you ever get a hockey commentary job again, you will fit in a, looks like somebody you see at a Walmart. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. Can I just add, so, I mean, no, no fouls from Channel 7. Absolutely spot on, perfect. I actually have a funny moment today, which I wanted to point out. But um, just on social media watch, Catherine Zeta-Jones, I think, needs She's to commentating? <laughs> well, she may as well be. I think someone needs to get a restraining order uh, for her with Scotty James because she's a little bit obsessed. Every time Scotty James posts something, she's always commenting, love you, Scotty. Like, oh, love heart, love heart, love heart. Like, it's a little bit too much, Catherine. Like, like what's what's Michael thinking? Like, I mean, come on. Like, I know Scotty's a bit younger than you usually go for, but, like, still. Like, <laughs> he, he's getting married to Canadian royalty. All right, Catherine. Like, although having said that, though, if I'm Scotty James and I've got Catherine Zeta-Jones or Chloe Stroll, like, oof, that's, um, yeah. I don't know. Which, which, which side of the bed are you getting on at night? That's a tough one. Which, which one did the, the laser run in Entrapment? Oh. So I think that's the right answer. If I saw Chloe which one Stroll. Has, has, <laughs> which one has been a love interest of Sean Connery? I think that is the instant answer. Yeah, but which one's brother is Lance Stroll? Uh. Sean Connery. <laughs> You killed Sean Connery. I'm not forgiving you Actually, for that. That's, that's called entrapment. Like I, just, <laughs> I just remember they used to show that movie all the fucking time on TV here. They would play the same ad. I'm sure they did that in Canada. You just had the, the go-to commercial for the one yeah. movie they always showed. And they would always show entrapment. Actually, that's called entrapment. Like, I just love that line all the time. Coming soon to 007. Um, but the other one I saw... Kirstie Alley. Now, I love Kirstie Alley. I'm a, I'm a weird, you know, Veronica's Closet, great show. But, like, You're Kirstie a Closet Alley, Veronica Closet fan. <laughs> exactly. Um, she tweeted the other day something along the lines of, like, sorry to say, but I find curling really boring or something like that. 
To which oh. um, the the Duck Dynasty guy from Team USA basically replied something like, "Have to say, Kirsty, your last like five movies weren't exactly great." <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of went viral. I love that. I was going to um, say, I mean, as as a, as a huge Cheers fan, I'm very disappointed <laughs> in her knocking our, our winter sport here. I know it's, it's sad when you see like you know somebody you like uh, kind of you know put a dick comment. I mean, I like myself, and I have dick comments all the time, but. Um, <laughs> Bless you, um, <laughs> Colin. Alert! So I've got comment. I've got my my rude Canadian here. Whoever the guy was commentating the downhill. Um, now the Canadian uh, who came in, what was it? Eighth place, ninth place? Sure. Yeah, sure. I've closed uh, that screen was, before, so we'll just say yes. So they um, they actually cut. We have you know the same as you have there. The on-site TV. reporter televisions. Yes, electricity. Oh, you've got the box too? Is it in Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the on-site reporter, which is Kelly Vanderbeek, who's a famous Canadian downhill skier herself, uh, she's doing the interviews and everything afterwards. They were cutting to her at the beginning of the Canadian's run. And she's basically giving the bio in the bottom corner of the screen, you know, oh, and uh, she's really excited. She thinks that she's... She's uh, uh, has a real shot at winning a medal here. And then they cut back to the commentators in the middle of the run. And this is exactly what the Canadian commentator is not going to contend for a medal. If she keeps skiing like that. <laughs> I'm like that is the rudest thing I've ever heard a Canadian see. And then he continues on being a dick by mumbling something under his breath, which I rewound three times. It was basically like, and then at one point he said, she's scratching there. She's, Skis are scratching like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> and then wow. at the very bottom of the run, the, the Canadian uh, woman was basically turned to the camera and said, made a little mistake there. And he goes, made a few mistakes is more like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> this, like, they must have had sure like this, co- this commentators on American. Well, I'm thinking that maybe that this is like some bitter exes or something. Like maybe they had a fling back in the day, a one night stand that didn't go too well. And he's holding a grudge. Like this is not a Canadian commentary, but yet I loved it. Like I, I want to see some critique. Maybe, you know, don't, don't be that aggressive. That'd be so <laughs> um, American. See, yeah. I don't want it to always be like, Oh, definitely not the best they could have done, but we're proud of them anyway. It's like, no, let's get some more. Not going to win a medal skiing like that. <laughs> It's considered to be like Chris Tucker in the in the bloopers. Like, well, damn, you're not gonna be in Rush Hour three. Like, <laughs> I want more. Not gonna be Rush Hour threes in my commentary yeah. in Canada. Use that. Use that in your commentaries moving forward. Um, the the there was a really like um he says working on this shift with Joanna Griggs, but uh <laughs> Joanna Griggs cut to uh Richo today in Beijing. They're having a great little back and forth, and then oh, I'm getting a phone call apparently. Oh, um, you're, you're about to say something negative about Channel 7. They're calling off. Yeah, I know. Oh, Jesus. I'm getting like, you ben? know, reported here, basically. Stop calling me. Um, oh, they are not giving up. Ben, do not tell that story. It's Joanna right now. Ben, Ben, don't yeah. say it. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not saying it right now. Okay. We're going to stop. <laughs> this is a sign. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to get fired. All right. Let's, an- let's answer this. Hello. 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 No. All right. Channel 7 doesn't even want to talk to me, apparently. There it was just this okay. heavy breathing. <sighs> Stop saying the thing. Stop saying the thing. Um, Happy Valentine's Day, Ben. <laughs> 
Um, so I've lost my train of thought, apparently. Um, so anyway, uh, Richo- So what did, what did Joanna say that was so terrible? <laughs> Nothing. It was completely perfect. Everything was good. Um, Richo basically was saying like, oh, and I'm going in the mix zone and, you know, if Eileen Goo, I'm going to try and get an Eileen Goo interview. But if Eileen Goo doesn't say yes to me, I'm going to go, oh, come on, Eileen. And then kind of moved on with the uh. taking a bit to get to the, yep, no, Dexy Midnight Runners, big fan yeah. of 80s music. Yep. Okay, <laughs> yes. Cool. Right. You, you, were, you were slowing down. Like it was basically like winding down Ben. And then he said, come on, Lee. <laughs> he said it like that, I can understand why. 2001 Space Odyssey, how there, like basically with the computer yeah. going on. But there was, at the, the, there was actually a really nice moment. So I think we were talking last night during the uh, aerials when they were doing the interviews. And um, I was sort of mentioning about how like Lydia was obviously quite emotional and everything along those lines. But the great interview that was going around today was that Lydia actually interviewed um, the, the the winners, Zhu Meng Tao. And so they competed against each other. And back in Vancouver, when Lydia won the gold, uh, Zhu crashed out. And so it was just this like oh, really wow. sweet moment where like Lydia was like basically going like, like, oh, you know, you and I shared all these great memories on tour and, and like, I don't know if Jude speaks a lot of English, but like just the way she was reacting to it. And we obviously gave her the Daily Dale yesterday because of how great she was. And just in breaking news in the bobsled, um, someone's died, it looks like. Um, I don't know if it's a Korean. Oh, it's Britain. <laughs> They've crashed. All right. Well, they're, they're Korean, the third or the fourth heat. Uh, this would be the third, I think, still. Would it not be? Uh, no, they're out. They're well, okay. they can turn they're it around dead. still. They're hugging. Come on, I've seen cool runnings. Pick your sled up. Walk across the line. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was a great interview between the pair. So, And then we actually had um, Alyssa Camplin. I've stopped talking about <laughs> Channel 7. So. <laughs> Try this again. Hello. That's okay. Your services are no longer required. We wish you well in your future yeah, endeavors. I will, I will try my best. I'm just in the middle of recording an episode, so I can yeah try and uh, tone down the volume just slightly, for sure. Yes. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you. So I will be whispering for the rest of this uh, episode. This is, like, that, uh, this is like your dad's there with you. Keep the I noise know. level down. <laughs> keep the noise levels down, son. Our neighbors apparently do not like off the podium. They keep the flame alive. Fans. So uh, they're not anyway. voting the sports podcast awards. Let's let's try and keep the volume down to this level now for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Um, but yeah, it was a great interview between the pair. So amazing. Uh, anyway, amazing. I, I sound like we're commentating golf all of a sudden right now. Or curling, Colin, curling. Yes, <laughs> great pass there by Dean going across the line there. Um, other than that, Channel Seven spot on, absolutely perfect. Can't complain at all um do we have actually i'm going to play a clip right now before we get to our daily dale and our athlete celebration of the day because i've got some exciting breaking news well, this is really breaking weird isn't news. It? i sound really creepy really creepy right now i just want to clarify for people listening thinking like how the hell do these guys get nominated for podcast awards when they're leaving phone calls in their conversation and getting told off of being too loud it is 12.30 in the morning. 
uh, just while I'm recording this. And it's taken 11 days of somebody to put in a complaint. So I'm pretty <laughs> impressed with that. It's not even your treadmill. I know. God, not allowed to run, not allowed to podcast. I'm just going to lock myself in the room and get COVID, apparently. That's just what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, I spoke again today with uh, fellow Channel 7 researcher Marnie Vinyl. Now, we had her on about a week or so ago. Obviously, have uh, only returned to work today, being allowed out of the house, um, which apparently that's the only thing I'm allowed to do. Um <laughs> And this is the chat we had with Marnie. Uh, another fun and entertaining chat. Let's hear what Marnie had to say about the Olympics. We are very excited to welcome back to Off the Podium for the first time in a week because, let's be honest, she was that terrible that I had to get COVID to avoid having her come on the show, essentially. That's the only reason why uh, we haven't had her back on. Uh, one of the fellow researchers at Channel 7 during the Olympics coverage right now, it's a pleasure to welcome Marnie Vinyl back. Marnie, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. And to start, knock, knock. Who's there? Noah. Noah who? Noah Good Winter Olympics joke. Oh, that's... Yep, that's about a three out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I will cop that. That yeah. is a that's fair play. <laughs> I wanted some sound effects there, like a moi moi, um, moi moi. So it's been a week. Um, how have you found the last week without me working here? Oh, brilliant! It has been just like a breath of fresh air. Yep. Yeah, just like the whole you know atmosphere is different. No, um, you've been sorely missed. Your energy and enthusiasm has been sorely missed. Talking to you about winter sports has been sorely missed. I feel like my knowledge has just gone down the drain since you left, you know. There's no one to be like, hey, what Canadian athlete do I look out for today? (laughs) And the answer for that is probably not many because, um, yeah, I literally just got referred to by Scott McGrory as COVID Ben. So um, an Olympic gold medalist knows who I am as COVID Ben. So um, we talked last week about how sort of you didn't know a whole lot about the Winter Olympics coming in now. I mean, we're, we're basically three quarters of the way through. Mm-hmm. Has there been one event, we talked curling, but since last time with the curling, has been another one that you've kind of, you've gotten on board with that you've either found it very exciting or it surprised you that it's maybe a little bit more entertaining than you initially thought? Skeleton. Mm-hmm. So I love an underdog story. I don't think many people that love sports don't love an underdog story. And Jacqueline Narricott coming into the Olympics, she just wanted to get 10th to land on the podium to get the silver medal. She did the World Cup circuit for 10 years and never saw a podium. She did uh, Deer Valley World Cup. She got it in January in the lead up to Beijing, but I do not think that she was expecting to land on the podium. And what's even better about her story is that I think a lot of the European athletes weren't expecting to see an Australian on the podium. And we love upsetting upsetting the European athletes. Yeah, all those Norwegians and, and all the, I mean, what's the Germans in the sliding sports, of course, isn't it? The Norwegians are nowhere. I mean, it really, like, we've talked a lot about it. You know, you keep hearing the cool running story of Australia, you know, Dean and Tali, you know, Bree. But, I mean, it's crazy to think that a, an athlete from the Southern Hemisphere where there is literally not even remotely a sliding track anywhere can go ahead and, and win a medal in a sliding sport. It really is crazy. And as you say, like, she, I mean, months ago, two months ago, never even medaled, and here she is coming into it. I mean, that confidence must have just helped her out so much. But um, incredible. Did you think she was going to get the gold? I mean, was it part of you that was slightly disappointed that it was a silver, or is it still such a 
great story that who cares what colour it is. I feel like sometimes there are silvers that feel like golds. And that is exactly (laughs) what we have on our hands at this particular case. Um, And what I love as well about what you were just saying is that Jacqueline, you know, Jackie, when she got it, and she was like, I hope this inspires girls and kids to pick up some of the sliding sports. And I was like, I can't imagine anyone watching Skeleton and going, you know what? That's for me. Yeah. Like, that is bananas. It is it is exactly a sport where, yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go in my backyard and pick up a soccer ball or do this <laughs> other stuff. Like, yeah, maybe a couple of daredevil kids are going to go down the hill, but I mean, it, it's it's great. And of all three of them, out of bobsled, skeleton and luge, that's the one where you think the least, like, oh, head first. Head first. Hell no. Hell no. But, I mean, so you're not going to be trying to compete in Milan in that at all? Um, You know what? I, I'll leave it to her. Yep. You know what? I think she's got it covered. She's safe. She's she, safe. She, her, spots, her spot on the team is safe. But, I mean, yeah. the, the fact of the matter is, too, that I think a lot of us went into these Olympics thinking if we're going to get a medal in a sliding sport, it's going to be from Brie. Yeah. And she got fifth. So, I mean, it's it's still a great story to have that. And I look at Alex getting 16th in the luge. I mean, fantastic for that. Obviously, Nick, you know, only 25th in the skeleton, but still, you know, did well to be there. So, it, it really is... I'm sure you found inspiring seeing what so many of these Australian athletes have to go through to just even get a spot at the Olympics, let alone win a damn medal. Oh, definitely. And I think that what's really good about the Winter Olympics with in Australia is we have less, less athletes, so we have more time to kind of show their complete stories and talk about their complete stories and give more of a, like, a narrative of like how they got to these games and the training that they've had to put in, the injuries that they've had to overcome, because I think on every single one of their bios under injuries, there's at least you know, three or four, sometimes five or six yeah. listed. I mean, these athletes aren't just going in there, you know fresh as daisies <laughs> never had a broken bone unlike myself um oh this is a story do i do i need to learn? you've never had one no i've never had a broken bone welcome to the club hey yeah, high five you know yep so nice. have you gotten close at all to like breaking a bone i grew up a ballet dancer the worst injury i had other than like a few sprains was i got swollen knees once just from overuse and i just came in once being like um can i take a week off i just had these like very large knees but that's the that's like the worst injury from sport that i've ever had so so when you say you like you just woke up one day and your knees are just like what four times as big or something like that and is it just i mean like, oh my knees are a bit big today coach might not be able to do some ballet for the sake of story i want to say yes they were probably <laughs> like you know less than half of Less than half a double the size. Right, right. Um, but if it's like a story, yeah, they were about like 10 times. I just woke up. They were the size of my head. Couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> you, is that a measurement? Is that exact measurement? Like put your head down next to your knee? Like, oh, yeah, they're about the same size. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. It's exactly how it well, well, I guess as a ballet dancer, right, you, your legs are probably going up that direction. So you're probably easy to measure, right? Like if you're doing, I don't know what a movie's in ballet when you're lifting your leg up, but I mean, it's easy to measure probably. Sure. Yeah, that, yeah, that's my expertise in ballet. I watched, you know, Black Swan. That's about all I can tell you. Um, worst injury I got, I, I tore my groin muscle. I was a field hockey goalie, did the splits um, accidentally and kind of had to get carried off by my coach, who was my dad. Um, they scored a goal. Uh, like, I failed to stop a goal. So my teammates were pissed off at me, so none of them helped me. It took them about 10 minutes to realise that I was laying on the ground going, ah! Like, yeah, it was fun. That is so brutal. Groin injuries are so bad, too, because they're so hard to, like, you know, ice and... You can't really do much with it. Like, it's kind of... And, yeah, it's um, when you're limping and it's not fun. So don't 
do that if you want to injure not that you want to injure yourself but if you do don't do the groin that's anyway um <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with that um have there have you watched much of the ice hockey i know we talked a little bit last week about that you're a bit of an nhl fan canucks fan okay sure but um have you managed to watch much of the ice hockey at all I saw Canada lose to... We don't America. talk about that one. Let's talk about the women's. Uh, the women's are doing much better. So um, have you watched much of the women's ice hockey? Unfortunately, I haven't because I'm in the big research and commentators, so what, like lounge or whatever they have on. I just have to watch. Um, yesterday they had the Super Bowl on. I was like, let's get back to the Winter Olympics. Oh, did you watch the halftime show at least? Yeah, of course. It was amazing. Which, I mean, okay, it was decent. But like, I love how everyone's like, this is the best one ever. It's like, did you watch Prince? Did you watch uh, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez the other year? Madonna, I'm biased on that one, but come on. E- exactly. Beyonce? But my favourite things about these halftime shows is just the memes that come out of them. Yeah. It's by far the best. Like, literally you just jump on social media straight, like, straight away and people... No Left Shark. We haven't had it since Left Shark, right? Like, no. Yeah. No. no. So, you, so you weren't too thrilled that the Rams won or you didn't give a shit? Um... <laughs> I don't want to, you know, turn people off me by saying that I don't care. For... It's all right. I, I'm a Buffalo fan. We were eliminated Aye. a few years ago. So the only time that I watch um, the NFL is Buffalo Bills because one of my best mates goes for them. And Smart when... mate. Yeah. Uh, she's Canadian. Smart person. Yeah. And so when she needs moral support living in Australia for the footy, <laughs> I will be there. Wait, wait, did we ask this before? Like, where is she from in Canada? I want to say Toronto, but I don't want to get it wrong. She's from some part of the entire country. No, of, uh... I'm like, well, she, well, I know that she's from a small town that I cannot remember. The Probably name. not Toronto then. But she went to uni. I want to say Toronto because I learned to say Toronto and not Toronto. Yeah, you don't say the T, it's Toronto. Yes. It's just, yeah. Yes. That way. And she'll listen to this and be like, text me, be like, I'm actually from Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm actually American. Did you know that? <laughs> the whole time yeah. she's, she's saying that. Uh, got a couple of days left, obviously, to go. Doesn't sadly look like for Australia, look like there's, um, you know, I mean, I, I know it's probably not realistic, but look out for Sammy. Like, anything can happen in the ski cross. You know, not out of the realms of possibility, but outside of Sammy, probably not. But uh, anything that you're looking forward to... I mean, in all seriousness, back on the ice hockey, women's gold tomorrow, Canada-USA, looks like seven are going to be showing it, which is fantastic. I mean, one of the best rivalries in sport is America versus Canada in women's ice hockey. But anything that you've seen coming up that you're keen to check out? Well, in the words of our bobsled Brie Walker, (laughs) never discount an Aussie. So any event that they are in, I will have my eyes and my heart attuned to to that race, ready to go. Um, Yeah, ice hockey finals will be amazing because they're going to be exciting games no matter who's in them. Mm -hmm. And when you've got two big teams, two big countries, all the more so, um, let's hope for no broken teeth but a few... But lots of passion. You know what I mean? That, that's that's the greatest summary ever for uh, You should, like, do an ice hockey show. Let's hope for no broken teeth, but <laughs> lots of passion. Yeah. don't know how that would fly in some parts of the world. But uh, anyway, uh, any more jokes at all? Or? Well, the, the, one, the one that stood out is, like, the Winter Olympics as a book written by Bob Sled, oh. um, which is not good. I, oh. have, there's, I haven't found many good... 
you know, they just come to me as like puns and stuff throughout the day. Maybe I should write you a list as they come. I think I need to write down some of Joel's, like when I'm in studio listening. I had a good one today that made some people laugh. So they got the desk in ready for Joe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that Esther Ledeca, Ledesca? Like, no, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that was more laughter in studio. So we can wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, <laughs> on that note, Marnie, thank you for joining us once again. And uh, I'm sure we'll get you on uh, another day this week before uh, we we are not working together anymore. Cool. Sounds good. See, that's what you can do. <laughs> you can talk at normal volume, apparently. So, uh, yes. <laughs> um, celebration athlete of the day. Colin Hilding, who is it for Canada? Uh, who is it for Canada? Who was it yesterday? The figure skater lady. Oh, that's right. So we're continuing figure skating. So uh, Canada's original figure skating star, Barbara Ann Scott, who won gold in 1948 in the Olympics, uh, which uh, I believe she was actually the first North American to win uh, a European championship. She had won world championships and then uh, also won the Olympic gold, but yet this was her only Olympics. Uh, but Barbara Ann Scott became such a huge deal after this, these Olympics, still to this day, 2022. Her name will be brought up when you talk about great figure skaters. And my parents weren't even close to being alive <laughs> when she competed. Uh, she... <coughs> <coughs> gave me COVID. She makes, um, she makes <laughs> men cough. Yes. What a, that's a woman right there. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she, as a Canadian, made the cover of Time magazine. Uh, and the, she's probably most famous now for being the figure skater that inspired a doll, the Barbara Ann Scott doll, that uh, was sold every single year. What they would do is they would release a new one every single year with a different outfit, with her little figure skates and all that. And uh, this was Canada's most famous doll until Tessa Virtue, who was our athlete yesterday, or one of our athletes yesterday, uh, was given her own Barbie doll. So um, the second in our series of Canadian figure skaters making great dolls, Barbara Ann Scott. I just think you've got like this habit now, Colin, of you just you want to give your your daily celebration to somebody who has dolls. Like, I mean, oh yeah, you, you know, like we got the, one the, more. Yeah. Is it seriously? There's like more? Like what is Well, Canada's I think there's obsession? another doll. I don't know if I've picked them yet. Maybe I'll have to research. <laughs> does, does is this a doll that like if you buy if is this on the black market or something like that? Like a really expensive doll now that it's like Oh they're like, are they, they are rare? collectors items. You you um you I think you were at uh, or maybe you weren't. When you were in Calgary, did you go to the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame? Uh no, I didn't. I yeah, oh. unfortunately didn't make it up there that day. Yeah, they have them, like, behind the glass doors. Like, that's one of the items they have for Barbara Ann Scott there is one of her, I think, the original doll that was released for her. Um, that was my day I slept in because I was meant to go to the Olympic Park. And, I mean, I could have made it, but I was going to a Flames game that night. So, that oh. was more important. Yeah. Well, you could have seen Barbara Ann Scott's doll, so you made the wrong choice. I know. I will never live that down. I'm sure it will <laughs> still be there, hopefully, when I eventually get back there. Um, ticking off the figure skaters. Do we have any more to go for figure skaters or...? Uh, you know, I'm trying to limit how many there's certain sports where we're going to see multiples of because that's just what Canada is famous for. I've got I, I have at least two more that I am firmly decided on for the rest of the Olympics and the others I'm debating between. So we might see one more figure skater. We are definitely going to see another speed skater. Um, more on that tomorrow, I guess. Well, I am actually very disappointed right now that I have to speak at a volume that doesn't contain my excitement for who I get to talk about today. <laughs> because it's taken 11 days to get to the one day we all wanted to be here. And finally, we are at 
Dale Beg Smith Day. I don't oh. care. We're being a hypocrite by saying this, the GOAT, all this sort of stuff. He's the GOAT. He's the equal greatest Australian Winter Olympian of all time, a gold and a silver, won the moguls, former Canadian, all that kind of stuff. But just the enigma that is Dale Beg Smith, the, the one gold medalist in Australian Olympic history that probably people will never remember his name. But, of course, gold in the moguls in Turin, silver in Turin, uh, silver in Vancouver, which it's actually funny. Doing a bit of Googling, because I've got some breaking news on Dale, because, again, we haven't heard from him since, like, Sochi. He competed in Sochi, uh, didn't, unfortunately, uh, win a medal in Sochi. But uh, just in a bit of digging around, there was a, uh, a thing where I read saying that he was robbed of winning gold in Vancouver, saying that it was deliberately yeah. given to your hometown. Is that is that a common opinion that Dale should have won the gold in Vancouver? No, but I'm, I'm familiar with his opinion on that. Um, really, his argument would make sense if Canada hadn't struggled to get a gold medal for most of the Olympics. Like, if this was across the wall, oh, Canada's winning all the golds in the first week. But no, this was like our first gold. Uh, and it's Alexander Bilodeau. I mean, as great as Mikel Kingsbury is, I still don't know if he can hold a candle to Alexander Bilodeau. So, sorry, Dale, but uh, I side with Alex on this. Well, neither can hold a candle to Dale Begg-Smith. Uh, but in also, <laughs> in doing my in my Googling, so I found two things here that I want to talk about. Uh, the website Sport Bible have published their article of the top 10 greatest Australian Winter Olympic moments of all time. I'm going to go through these. And let's be honest, I could have easily predicted this top 10 because, you know, generally we haven't got many medalists, so therefore it's pretty easy to predict. So number 10, Jared Hughes and Scotty James shine in snowboarding in Pyeongchang. Good for them. Number nine, Matt Graham becomes lucky number 13, winning silver in the moguls in Pyeongchang. Number eight, David Morris winning silver in Sochi. Great moment, yes. Number seven, Dale Begg Smith wins gold in Turin. Come on, it's a bit low. Uh, number six, Zali winning bronze in Nagano. Yep, I'm there. Number five, Australia winning its first Winter Olympics medal in 94. Yep. Number four, Lydia Lassler winning gold in Vancouver. Yep, fair enough. Three, Alyssa Camplin winning gold in Salt Lake City. Yep. Now, two and one. G- give us your take on what number one would be, Colin. Um, I was only paying attention to half of those there because I had a coughing fit. Um, so I'm going to guess Stephen Bradbury is one of them. He's number one. Uh, and number two is Tora Bright. Of course. That would have been my now, other guess anyways. Not to take away from Tora, but like I would put our, us winning a medal in Lillehammer ahead of Tora winning gold. That was pretty – that should be number two. Uh, I'd even put Zali at like number three because, I mean, if you were to look at – all of the Winter Olympic sports, the only one we've actually ever won a medal in of the traditional Winter Olympic sports, not these new ones that they've introduced in the last 20 years, it is Zali. So, you know, you might say our traditional winter medalist. I See, I would make the argument, again, from a non-Australian perspective, of all the people you mentioned there, Tora Bright is the one that has the name value even outside of Australia. Like, you mentioned Tora Bright, you're going to know who she is, whether you are Canadian, American... Lithuanian, um, Denmarkian, not Estonian, Denmark. not Estonian. They've got, they've got, they've got more important things going on there. But, uh, so I could understand that, but that's again, from a Canadian perspective and not from uh, an Australian. Uh, well, I mean, Stephen Bradbury is always going to be up. They've also done an article here, top 10 best winter Olympic moments of all time. So not even just Australia, 
So uh, Brian Boitono wins Battle of the Brians at number 10 in Calgary. Canada wins gold in 2010 at the uh, ice hockey. Cool. Uh, Miracle on Ice. Oh, sorry, mm. the forgotten Miracle on Ice. The Squaw Valley 1960 gold medal. Uh, Eddie the Eagle, number seven. Uh, Dan Jensen finishes uh, Olympic uh, <coughs> CA, okay, uh, in Lillehammer. Eric Hyden, five of five. Sean White's near perform perfect in 2010. Jamaica debut in 03. Uh, the Miracle on Ice. Uh, I'm sure they've given Stephen Bradbury number one again. Of course I have. <laughs> anyway, all that aside, breaking news with Dale Begg Smith. Again, literally this man has not been heard from, I think, since 2014. I think Britt mentioned that they had, like, she bumped did. into him, like a training or something, like, in the last yeah, few years. Yeah, he showed up. <laughs> he made his appearance. <laughs> but, like, literally, if you Google him, like, the last news article comes from 2014. There, there's nothing, not a trace of him until now. So, our great new hope in the men's moguls, Cooper Woods, finished six, of course, in uh, Beijing. He got a text message from Dale Begg Smith in the last week. This is this is fresh off the the, the breaking news. Okay, uh, so apparently um, he had no idea how he got his number, um, and he, apparently Cooper said that he didn't even know that Dale Begg Smith watched Mogul still. So he said that he sent me a message, and this is literally what Dale Begg Smith texted him. I thought you deserved third place. You went really well. You went really well. All the best, Dale. <laughs> but but still, he's like, I thought you deserved. Can you not just lie and say I thought you deserved gold? Well, I mean, he's, he's on, basically he's saying, no, no, no. You're, you're you're clearly not better than Wahlberg or Kingsbury, but you definitely deserve third place. <laughs> I um I love the fact then that like Cooper Woods basically says it was just a small message, but it was from the top dog. He is one of the greatest in the sport. For him to watch and did say I did well, it was a massive confidence boost. So it then goes to say in this article that they have the same coach, Steve Desovich. Uh, he used to coach uh, Dale Begg Smith back in the day. So just, I mean, that makes me happy that A, Dale Begg Smith is alive, and B, that he clearly still watches moguls. So there you go, yeah. passing on the flame. So that that is Ooh. literally in the last week, and somebody's apparently somebody died bombed me. <laughs> Congratulations. But yeah, Dale, Dale Begsmith Day. Congratulations to Dale for being Dale. Uh, breaking news in the curling. Russia, three. Canada, two. Breaking news in the ice hockey. Canada, two. China, one. Oh, China Ooh. scored against Canada in ice hockey. Ooh. Trudeau. I've been saying it since the beginning. I'm like, China's the one to watch in this tournament. Get Men's the and military women's. Going. Get the military yeah. going. Um, <laughs> Daily Dale and Metal Tally. I've literally only got one person for the Daily Dale. Um, I don't know how many you've got. I'll, I'll listen to you, yours first. I don't have anybody firm. Uh, as I said, at this point, do we want to give it to Irene? Do we want to give it to Esther just so we get out of the way? As far as I'm concerned... When Esther competes in the combined, she's my choice no matter what, whether she wins or loses, because the amount of events that that woman has competed in, in two separate sports is incredible. So I'm okay holding off on Esther. Look, I've put Esther up because I think that she, to keep going the way she did was pretty epic. 
and she was leading. She was shitting it in in that downhill. Um, so she was doing very well. And the only thing I'd say about holding up against for the combined is because while she says she's doing it, she could always pull out. I, it was never an event she was meant to do. So even though she said, well, she's then going we to give it, it to her just for pulling out. <laughs> but then, but then Irene is coming back definitely for the ten thousand. That will be her last race. Um, so I would argue Esther today, Irene for the ten thousand. That would be my argument, solid uh, as it is. Now, how were Irene's results today versus Esther's? Well, Irene got a bronze, but it was in a relay. So, so I would, but I would argue that. Irene, see here, this is my logic. Irene is already solidified herself or, or tied a record today, which is historic in and of itself. She may not get for that. Even if she does, great. I mean, we, we've had people we've given uh, the, the Daily Dale to, and then they've gone on to do even better things. But she's won a medal today. We know that she's broken through. She's broken records. She She's had her day. And Esther... Unless she completely pulls out, which what are the odds for somebody who gets up seconds after falling? What are the odds she's going to pull out? I think the best story would be Esther has competed in this many events in two Olympics in two separate sports. So I would go Irene today, Esther tomorrow. I think or you've sold time. me. I, I think you've sold me. Good job, yes. Colin. Even though, is she our third speed skater now? Second, oh, who cares? We, we, we've long gone past that. Let's give it to everyone from every sport. Or Nordic combined. Um, We're running out of sports. We don't want to do big air and slope style. <laughs> well, well, I think it's more, when I say sports, it's more snowboarding as a whole, speed skating as a whole, like not every single individual event as yeah. such. Um, so, and we're, anyway, whatever. Irene, Irene, congratulations, Irene. You, you get another award. Everyone gets one. It's Oprah. Woo, go for it. <laughs> um, medal table. Uh, so with only Germany to win three more medals tonight, it won't change anything. They will still be in second. Um, Norway have just shot it up to the top. 12 gold, 7 silver, 7 bronze, well out on top now. Germany, 8 gold, 5 silver, 2 bronze. USA, 7 gold, 6 silver, 4 bronze. Austria, 6 gold, 6 silver, 4 bronze. And Netherlands, 6 gold, 4 silver. How is Switzerland only in 8th? I feel like they should be 2nd. I swear I'm reading their name out all the time. 5 gold, 5 bronze, no silver. Come on, Switzerland, pick your silver game up. Um, even with their finally breaking through for the second gold, Canada only moved up into 13th place. Um, two gold, four silver, 11 bronze. But where are we for third. overall? See, see here's, here's my question, because you've said, as again, I point the finger, I see it on camera, it's very aggressive. You said... <laughs> this new um, Canadian tactic of seeing the military <laughs> and calm down. Uh, you, you have said that you believe that overall medals is a way to count, but yet... For our show, we officially count just the gold. So is there a reason I, why we picked that? Because that's what the IOC does. Do you think from Paris onwards we should do it the off-the-podium way and do it by total? Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah. We do it our way. I mean, to be honest, like NBC and uh, CBC, they're covering overall medals here. So the only time I really get the update on <laughs> what's the overall gold. And and here's what's funny. I think it, 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 it was probably – post Vancouver Vancouver was the last time that here in Canada the gold this is this is the medal tally because I think that was when Canada was leading it or whatever you, you won um, you won in Vancouver based exactly on gold. so yeah uh, I, I would say Sochi and Rio both were sort of mentioned but I almost feel like and maybe I've just missed the coverage but I almost feel like in uh in Beijing here it's just completely been forgotten gold and it is just all overall medals 
I actually want to say that I think in Australia, we just, I've, I've seen the medal tally like three times. I've barely, like, Channel 7 just are not showing the medal tally. Oh, God, the phone's going to ring again, isn't it? Um, the, the medal tally is barely being shown. Um, but no, I like, I, okay, off the podium decision from Paris onwards, we will do it by total medals. And realistically, we probably, like, when I used to, when I was a kid and I used to actually put together notebooks of medal tallies, yeah, that's why I'm still single, folks. Um, I used to. <laughs> Can you believe this man's not taken? <laughs> That's right, ladies. I made notebooks on Olympic <laughs> medal tallies. Calm down. Calm down. I'm single. Take a number. It's all good. Um, I used to do it by total medals, always. Um, so I'm going against my own beliefs here. But anyway, Canada a third, equal third right now by a total. Um, you are beating Switzerland. That's all that matters. And Australia 16th in either total or overall. Um New Zealand, gold and silver. So, yippee, go go New Zealand. Uh, they've still got a couple more to go, so uh, look out. They might over, overtake Australia at this rate. Um, so, tomorrow, it's Charles Hamlin Day, mm-hmm. 5,000 metres, the last chance for a gold for off the podium. No disrespect to the other off-the-podium athletes will still compete in other events. The last, well, I shouldn't say realistic. We didn't think Ali and Abby were going to win a medal, so bugger it. Go go for go for gold, bring Kiara on the weekend. How are you feeling about Charles tomorrow in the five thousand? Uh, I'm feeling fantastic. Um, <laughs> I think this is going to break it. I honestly, I don't know whether they're going to get the gold. I think that they'll get a medal. I'm thinking they'll get a medal. I am not predicting. Uh, I am not guaranteeing. I'm doing nothing. I'm thinking they'll get a medal. Uh, it would be incredible if they got a gold, though. But one way or the other, if Charles Hamlin gets a medal, he has tied Cindy Clausen as the most decorated uh, speed skater and winter Olympian of all time. Uh, from and, yeah, from Canada, at least. Yeah. Uh, and what, what's incredible is just to see how quickly the, the that falls, because a couple of days ago we had Cindy Clausen Day and there was once upon a time six medals for a speed skater was the most anybody had ever won. And now we're into double digits, which is crazy. Uh, but I almost feel like, you know, Charles will be back. <laughs> I've said it many times. He's going to be back until he's won every record that he can uh, he can break. This will be the only 69-year-old man who's still on skates. Well, I mean, Stephen Bradbury just announced his comeback today. So, um, <laughs> you know, he, he's getting ready to go. Um, other off-the-podium athlete tomorrow, we've got Casey Wright in the women's team sprint. Uh, so we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, also tomorrow we'll have the ice hockey quarters. Hopefully Canada will be there. They're only one goal up against China right now. And, uh, the women's bronze medal game, uh, is happening tomorrow. Finland, Switzerland. Who's your pick? Finland or Switzerland for bronze? I'm going to go with Finland. Um, I'm also hoping that I, I, breaking news, uh, well, not breaking news yet. Oh, well, let's hope there's breaking news by tomorrow. Um, I was technically supposed to be on vacation for these entire Olympics and something has gone wrong uh <laughs> something got terribly wrong and i've been working this entire time but i'm really holding out hope that i can at least get the day off on wednesday because i want to stay up to watch uh the the women's hockey and it's in uh, a really weird time for you isn't it? it's like 11 o'clock yeah. at night it's not like yeah. we were talking about this today saying like that's really bad scheduling for the prime time in north america because that's not good for you guys it's just evidence that um well either canada does not have the sway that america has uh when it comes to deciding the schedules but more likely than not beijing or china just doesn't care what we think <laughs> uh but there will be a lot of canadians calling into work sick the next day or sleepy the next day if uh if 
if we if we're going to be watching, we are going to be watching it. So yeah, expect uh, the the Canadian women's hockey flu the next day. It's um actually pretty much scheduled, I think, to be shown on Channel Seven Live. There's the, I know we were already talking about showing like a package talking about the rivalry between USA and Canada and women's hockey. So um it's yeah it's going to get some coverage here as well which i'm pretty excited for so that's good um also tomorrow we've got uh medals the alpine skiing the men's slalom uh the women's relay and the biathlon uh the men's and women's team sprint across country uh the men's area is actually it's decided tomorrow the medals and that aren't being decided tonight um the men's slope style as i said the 5000 relay in the short track and the women's 1500 meters in the short track as well so uh that will be tomorrow final update for you curling rock for canada two and in the ice hockey it is still canada two china one that's nerve-wracking colin that's not good that's, we got um, this oh don't you yeah just like brick cox has definitely got to win the gold in <laughs> pyongyang don't say things like that colin um if you like the show Please like us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. We're all on there. YouTube as well, even though none of these episodes are currently on YouTube. But we've got some great interviews on there, and we've got some great ones coming up after the Olympics. And remember to vote for a sportspodcastawards.com. We're still on top. We're still winning. We're doing it. We're doing it for OTP. Uh, I think there's only about two or so weeks left in the voting on that. So uh, get, get pumped, get excited. And uh, we will be back tomorrow at the same time, same place. Uh, to my neighbour, get fucked, and Colin, it's been a nice, um, nice time to have you on the show tonight. Thank you very much, my calm indoor voice. You're welcome, and uh, <laughs> I want you to teach my children that calm indoor voice because uh, <laughs> I, I, I will be phoning in complaints for them <laughs> every single day until the end of these weeks. I actually think that was Jared calling up. He was just like, "Why am I on the episode?" Actually, where is Jared? Did, did he tell us where he was? He's gone away for some family member's birthday, I think. He probably is the guy next come. door. Come on, Jared. Bring, bring back. Hashtag bring back Jared. That's all I can say. Um, thanks for tuning in. As always, special shout out to Jason Momoa. And until we next speak again, remember, go left. What an episode. You loved every single second of it. It's been, again, just quickly reminding you once again, if you want to help us win a Sports Podcast Award, sportspodcastawards.com, register to vote, click on Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast section, listen to the other nominees, and then go, hey, Off the Podium's awesome. They're so good. They put in so much work and so much effort, and we just love them, and they deserve to go on the podium for once. Ben's awesome. Jared's awesome. Colin's okay, but he's also kind of awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And particularly if you've actually listened to the rest of this and ended up here, because generally I assume you've well and truly tuned out by now. But seriously, if you're at this point of the podcast, then you're a true listener. And that means that you're a true fan and you should vote for us. Sportspodcastawards.com. Do it now. We will thank you forever. Literally ever. Like every episode moving forward, we will thank you forever. Sportspodcastawards.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. 
We'll speak to you next time on Off the Podium. I'm, I'm really going to go now. Bye.